0: This is Thancred, and you're listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio? How exactly does that work?
1: Someone get Fernholz in here. I need him to explain this to me. I need to know the law behind this. This is
0: Fernholz. You spoony bard. And you're listening to Aetherite Radio. Please look forward to it.
1: Helps if you unmute the mics. I've found ah. in my years of podcasting. Usually, if you want people to be able to hear you, um, yeah, the mics need to be unmuted for that. So that well, you do nice. have the
0: power to do that.
1: I have. Yeah,
2: you have the power have as the power. you uh, asserted earlier. I have the power.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to aetherate Radio, Gamerscape's Final Fantasy 14 podcast. I'm Eugene X. Joining me, we have Zinidro, we have Aldino, and we have Rook. Uh, Hello. This is Lorecast eighteen. I should know yeah. this. I've been typing it out yes. so many times yeah. this morning. 18. Uh, so this is Endwalker mm-hmm. 6.0 Part 2. Uh, we are going to be talking about... I forgot to readjust the chat. I told myself to do that, and then I did. <laughs> um, so many things today. Uh, Moose is not here with us uh, this morning, unfortunately. So um, hopefully we can grab him back for uh, the inevitable Part 3 yeah. of uh, of our <laughs> Endwalker lore cast. Um Assume we're realistic. That a
3: Yeti has gotten to him because nothing else would keep him away. Just mm-hmm. just yeah, straight I
1: mean, up a Yeti just came down yeah. and just yeah, he's he's it's, working it's snowy on snowy
2: over here on mm-hmm. the I know. east
3: coast area. Moose
2: yeah. hears a whiff about lore and just appears in the distance, like staring. Mm-hmm. So the only the only logical thing is that yes, a yeti has yeti. intercepted. He's, he's trying to find
1: beautiful. small creatures that he can turn into snowballs to throw at the yeti. Um, mm-hmm. But he's also trying to not like annoy Peta at the same time. It's a very tricky. It's a weird dance that he's got to do mm-hmm. in order to deal with this Yeti. So um, hopefully um, he will be able to take care of that Yeti. Um, news real quick. Uh, All Saints oh, Week. Yeah. That's it's it's yeah. on. It's right mm-hmm. now uh, until February second.
3: So fun to see people's reactions. Why is it Halloween now? Remember, mm-hmm. we didn't have it before. They he didn't is- want us to not have Halloween. It is so disorienting to me. I'm not
2: going to lie. <laughs> I was standing next to a market board in one of the housing wards, and I looked up and saw the pumpkin above it. And I just <laughs> went, it was like my mind blue screened for a moment. And I was like, no, Christmas happened. I was-
1: <laughs> <laughs> New Year's is just over. Are they already doing Halloween?
0: It's just Groundhog's Day. We're all stuck in the loop. It's that, it's yeah, that, pa- that the pandemic
1: worst. passage of time. Like, what even? Yeah. I don't...
3: That's a long no loop,
1: idea.
0: though. Yeah.
3: I mean, I, I, had a, I had a good end of year. It was very busy. I could do yeah. all the extra busy. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, there was a lot. I mean,
2: one thing that is kind of cool from this event is that we have a full costume that was released with mm-hmm. it. And I've seen spe- like, people do some pretty cool things with it. It yeah. is kind of like a perot outfit, you know, like um, uh, a clown, mm-hmm. it, but like not... A tacky American clown.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: that's what a perot is. It's like a classy clown. Like
1: a classy yeah. European um, clown, not like Bozo yeah, the like clown. A
2: classy European yeah. clown. And I've seen people even do stuff that's kind of like a Victorian or, you know, like with like mm-hmm. the ruffled, you know, where they're kind mm-hmm. of mimicking mm-hmm. that or like uh using it in that kind of way. The one thing of note, though, is that we actually got a new face paint from mm-hmm. this event, which is nightmare fuel, but yes. yeah which has made me hopeful that they may start adding in new rewards that are like additional face paints you can unlock mm-hmm. for other things. Which is something that a lot of people have asked for mm-hmm. for a long time. It's just unfortunate that the clown was the first.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, uh, I mean, they. Well, you know.
1: So we've we've had face paints from events before. Um, actually, thinking back, I think actually they've all been All Saints' Wake. No. <laughs> There's been like, but the it's little, like a little, little bat. Cob- and stuff. Well, there's a bat. There's also like a little cobweb one. I, I think. Yeah, um, maybe that's what I'm that thinking of. But that, that was year. like
3: go into character creator and mm-hmm. change stuff yeah. rather than pop
2: inside your face. Yeah.
1: Uh,
2: I forgot that those were in there. Yeah, I hope they do that for more things. Yeah. I mean, we have hairstyles, and you know, it obviously that seems to have caused a bit of a dilemma for yep. certain races. But I feel like face paints are something that just feel like a no-brainer reward for mm-hmm. me if they have the technology to do mm-hmm. that and can just start adding them in for other stuff.
1: Yeah. You know uh, speaking of, of the technology they don't have. Oh. Rothgar Rothgar and Viera All right, so... No That hat, wasn't
3: actually the thing, but it no is nose. hat-related. Yeah. It's weird to me that the visor on the hat takes the nose away and doesn't take the hat away and leave the nose. I feel like yeah. the nose is more important to the clown.
1: I would have rather have had it reversed as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Oh well, I'm not actually ever gonna wear it anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah. next year I'll just just be the nose. That's that'll be just maybe um, just the they
3: have done that in the past with yeah. like the the whole beard mustache thing. Mm. one day We're like, we will Ah, you want just a mustache? We have the yeah. Monte Cristo. I do like
2: <laughs> anytime we get a full outfit from an event, though. So a plus, even if it's confusing that Halloween is happening in January.
3: <laughs> yep. Self is really cute, like really really cute. Like doing the little event. It's very yeah. cute. I love I always love the Halloween events where they're like, go into this dungeon that you already know pretty well, but also it's Halloween in there and do some stuff. I like those.
1: And then people like discover that they can sit on the couches and that they could yeah. like th- the whole time. Like they've always been like <laughs> Yeah. What? Um so yeah, I think I mean that's pretty much it for news for this week. Um There you go. Uh, That's going to take us into our topic, which is huge. It's a very big Mm -hmm. topic as far as topics go. So, uh, again, this is Endwalker's uh, lore cast. Um, So, spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. We will talk about everything that happens everywhere. In everything Everything. in the duration of Yes. Like, it's just Mm -hmm. all-encompassing. So, we're starting with The Moon. If you have not done The Moon... We love you. We think you're great. You might want to leave. <laughs> Goodbye. We don't want to. We don't want to be those people. Uh, we don't want to ruin your experience. So if you uh, if you're good with that, uh, then we're just we're gonna get into it. Um. Mm-hmm.
2: I I said this last week, and I'll say it again because we did the first part of Endwalker yeah. last week. So if anybody hasn't heard that, uh, we were missing two of our number, but we did cover everything up to here. But even now, doing the second episode of this, you're like, and now we're going to be on the moon. And I sit here just like my soul leaves my body thinking about just the sheer amount of everything that was in Endwalker and mm-hmm. everything that's still ahead. And I'm like, how do we even do this? I guess
3: we just start. I don't know. We just, start,
1: we just we go. We just, One we bite just, at a time. We just keep on trucking. until we Remember get to when the we
3: day. thought the moon might be our last zone and they were like no 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 no, no. there's like three zones we didn't tell you about you guys (laughs) i mean i figured it would be an earlier well okay obviously i think when we were theorizing the
2: moon this was like way before they'd done fan fest stuff right Mm -hmm. that it would be like the last thing you know um and then as they started doing fan fest stuff it was like they were showing it and Mm -hmm. i was so confused i was like this is really weird that they're just showing us screenshots of this place i thought they would really keep this under lock and key but I'm curious to get into this section because I think this was probably one of the sections that felt the most threadbare to me. Mm. And I thought it was going to be one of the most like, Relevant huge gigantic things that we would encounter, which it like kind of is in a way, but at the same time, I don't know. We'll get into it. This we'll is, get this
1: to is it. where where all of us are gonna take our little our little container of of like personal thoughts and we're just gonna sprinkle <laughs> it all over the section. This is where it starts to be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um so Charles has a note.
0: Yeah. I do.
1: Where is yeah. the light on the moon coming uh-huh. from? <laughs> It's true. Where we where? had this,
3: we had this discussion at my dinner table. Dinner table. Who says it that way?
1: People uh, have dinner tables. That's
3: wild. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm a we have a work
0: table.
3: <laughs> we don't yeah, use it.
2: I mean,
0: where the is the light coming from?
2: There is a sun. This somewhere. is the weird thing. We know there's a where sun somewhere <laughs> because there is daytime mm-hmm. on the planet so we know it exists and we see the sun in the sky but i do agree in that it is very weird that you can't see
3: the sun I, on the moon i mean maybe on the, the bright side of the moon if uh-huh. it were darker there obviously it can't be darker there because yep. we couldn't see
0: mm-hmm. but hmm. it's like yeah <clears throat> i is it I illuminated had not... from the inside i don't know
1: that was not something that I had observed. And now I just feel like everything is ruined for me. So I, no, for I that.
2: can fix it. I'm going to fix this. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to put okay. a, I'm going to put a tinfoil hat lore bandaid on it. Mm-hmm. And look, oh, no. this is just a quick thought I had. So this is not well thought out by any means,
4: That's but fine.
2: I'm going to say that the loperates who we will get to knew that people would need to be able to see. And mm. so they infused the moon's atmosphere. With mm. light ether. There we go. And there's <laughs> a little light. bit of light mm-hmm. ether yeah. just going around.
3: Yes. So the so. the thing, the note we have to after that is they do keep calling Etherus a star. So maybe there's light from the planet. My theory. I
1: mean. It's that my, my, band my... of
3: rocks. No, hold uh-huh. on. Hold on. Okay. That okay. band of rocks that's moving around the moon. Maybe that's got some light in it. What else is it there for?
1: Just some floating like rock lanterns. Normally? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
3: Or like maybe the suns that are underground. Maybe they permeate. I don't know. Lots of things that could be. <laughs>
1: yeah. I just I I want to apologize in advance to to Koji uh-huh. Oda san Yoshida san. Um, whenever we we ask our next round of lore questions, they are going to be just the stupidest things, uh, and oh, you're yeah. going to have to come up with answers. And I apologize. <laughs>
2: I mean, maybe because Heidelin's magic is primarily yeah. light mm-hmm. and, you know, that she's got the crystal themes and everything. I mean, maybe her brand in the middle of the moon exudes light. There you go. I mean, that there is. is like the spirally thing afterwards, which I think is like ether. Right. Like, mm-hmm.
3: but maybe that's it. I don't know. It's, it's not unlikely. That is perhaps the I most don't. likely thing we've said so far. <laughs>
1: Um, we don't need to know just something moon. I thought maybe
3: maybe this moon it's a fake fantasy moon maybe mm-hmm. this fake fantasy moon does not work with science maybe it, it could have been made
1: cheese. well we haven't it we haven't gotten itself. that far we haven't gotten that far yet. Let's, let's let's go in order yep if we jump around we'll be here all day um jump around so, like a bunny <laughs> yeah. uh so we get to the moon we just we just uh-huh. teleport teleport right up um Fanny Pack and Zeno's Heidlen just like uh, swats them out. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> imagining like Thor Ragnarok where they get smacked out of the, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, what you call it, right? Uh, so they're they're off doing like Ella World War Hulk Eidlin. on Sakaar while we're yeah. uh, on the moon doing this opening bit here. Um,
3: that would make Zeno's like fifty thousand times more interesting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the next expansion. You just role play as Zeno's on Sakaar. Uh <laughs> They're gonna get Jeff Goldblum in there as Grandmaster. Oh yeah, play. there we go. Gonna be great. That's the, that's like the only thing they could do to save Xenos. And even then I'd be like, eh. Um all right. So you get to the moon, uh, and it's like it's like the the moon is haunted. They had an opportunity. Yeah. They're like, should the moon be haunted when you first yeah let's make the moon haunted. Um I and didn't so, make that connection but yep. it absolutely moon, is moon is haunted. Moon, moon is always haunted. You mm-hmm. just get a video game where the moon's not haunted it's just like a res- like a nice like five star resort.
2: I just want to be honest. I think the most, okay, I do find the Lopperits delightful, but I actually found the Haunted Moon element, yeah. the ghosts, to probably be, other than, like, the Watcher, the most compelling part of this entire zone. And it was, mm-hmm. like, the first thing you did, and then it was over.
1: Yep. <laughs> like, it, it's, yeah, because you get there, and you're not quite sure what to expect, right? You're like, oh, mm-hmm. like this is kind of creepy. And then you meet uh, the Watcher um who has been basically he's just he's just this guy up there that's been maintaining these seals around zodiac mm-hmm. on the moon for forever like that's his that's his job he's like I'm just gonna chill on the moon and and work on these seals um but uh he needs to repair the ones that have been damaged from the crazy laser beam thing um and he can't do that because the moon is haunted and he's like I I I afraid of ghosts like I yeah I'm not able to call the Ghostbusters. You're, you're the Ghostbusters. Please go deal with the weird, creepy
0: ghost things. Um, he is afraid of no ghost. He is afraid of ghost.
4: Yeah. Well,
0: well, you know, the he, song. He is afraid of it ghosts. Was great.
1: I mean, yeah, I tried to word it like that. Maybe it didn't come across. It's kind of a weird, obscure reference mm-hmm. uh, when, yeah. you, when you put it that way. But um,
2: I, I love this. Honestly, I wish they had built this out more.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I, especially knowing that. Elpis comes later. Um, I think the idea of having this desolate wasteland that looked, I mean, like the moon looks like it's just the ashes of a civilization, right? I mean, obviously there's lots of other things they have going on there and some other bits Mm -hmm. of lore. And as you get into it, we find out more with the Loperates, but I really wish they had set up a whole bunch more with these spirits because these little tidbits that you get with them of, you know, their past regrets, these Mm -hmm. like figments that remain of them, all oh it's just so good and to have that and to have even encountered certain figures there or like to have had to do a whole bunch more on the surface with them to learn more about zodiac and like the people that had composed like all this stuff Mm -hmm. i just like i think that it would have been so phenomenal especially if they had done something where like hythlodeus who isn't hythlodeus we'll find out about in a second but like our new old friend is like leading us through a lot of it and we're encountering all these different groups and then we later get Elpis where we actually see them as the people they were and realize like that zodiac was hopes and dreams as much as to us he seems to be like a figure of despair and darkness Spooky and evil. calamity mm-hmm. evil yeah i uh, i really love these lost souls it was so eerie to me um and I mean, we can move on past that, but I just wanted to make a note of that because I really yeah. think that like there was a lot of potential with that that one tiny thing. I yeah, I, I have incredible. a lot of thoughts
1: on this, but I'll I'll wait till we <laughs> till we get past the trial here to, to just mm. lay it all out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, we start taking care of these kind of spirits that are around, um, but these souls, unless Zodiac is gone, they don't return to the ethereal sea. They go back to Zodiac. Um, right, so that's that's kind of a bummer, but I mean, it's also yeah. one of those like if you want to get deep into it, like that's why they sacrifice themselves in the you know, mm-hmm. anyway, right, to be with Zodiac. So um, it was
3: nutty to me. Mm-hmm. It was hard to, for me. It was hard to tell if they were angry or not. Like, were they sure. mad mm-hmm. about having done this and being stuck here? It was really I really—they're tell. They were mad about something.
4: Yeah. I mean,
2: they've been locked in stasis, right? Okay, we have to—we have to like actually get to the part where we reveal this because I think there's so much yeah. about Zodiac that like flies by in a blink. Absolutely, in this
1: yeah. The, the, right, and, there's so much. We need—we need to just plow through to get get to this. Yeah, bit. let's
2: get to Zodiac because um, I agree. I think like all of these discussions are so good to have. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yes.
2: Yes. 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 Yes.
1: Um, so, uh, in order to get over to one of these brands, you need, uh, to get some transportation because the, uh, terrain is conveniently cracked so that, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you, when you unlock flight, it makes it so much better. Um, so you, you find a a fancy doggy, little, little gold, Mm -hmm. shiny doggy, um, and, uh, you ride, what's that? With braids? With braids. some Who braided the hair? Somebody's like, you know, we're just going to... Maybe that we that, that was also one of the Watcher's duties, is to, uh, you know, pet grooming.
2: I like to imagine that Vinod did it. That mm-hmm. she just, like, hang first, with,
4: her, well, with her. Initially.
1: Initially, <laughs> but over the years, right? It's like, it's like, all right, Watcher, here's the deal. I'm going to give you a job. I need you to maintain these seals. Also, I need you to make sure <laughs> that Schmookums looks just... <laughs>
0: Fantastic. Maintain my dog. Yeah.
1: There's
2: also the possible. Well, this is so. Oh my gosh! I could spend two hours just talking about this. <laughs> There's the idea that, like, okay, so the concepts, the the crystals that contained the blueprint, as we would kind of mm-hmm. put it, for the concepts of creations, the ideals. Which a lot, I've said a lot, but I it really seems directly true that they base that off of uh, Plato's theory of ideals, right? So there's this idea that um, in ancient Greek philosophy, as originally posited by Plato, that if we all sit here right now and we think of a horse, right, in our minds, we'll have this vision of a horse. Now you have to completely excuse anything about like modern knowledge, context learning Mm -hmm. about why we might all know what a horse looks like. Because if somebody else said, you know, think of a pangolin and any of us had no idea what that was, this wouldn't hold true, but we're gonna ignore all of that, Mm -hmm. right? So if we all think of a horse and we envision it, we see in our minds a perfect horse, and we know what the idea of a horse would be. So Plato believed that this was evidence that the actual world as we knew it was created based off of a realm of perfect ideals, mm. where like perfection existed as a concept that was static and eternal and that just like happened. And that here in the real life, we were almost made like prints or stamps or cookie cutters of those ideals so that a real horse might not be perfect, it might mm-hmm. be ugly, it might not look good, it right. might be born different, it might not look like the perfect horse, but it it would exist. So all of this to say, it's very interesting to me because I'm curious about, like we know that some creations based off of later lore did evolve on their own mm-hmm. and like over generations evolved, but I would guess that the first iteration of a creature off of the concept that it had been made off of, right? Would in and of itself be the closest to that perfect ideal? Mm-hmm. So to answer the question of why the dog's fur is braided... Yeah. I think it's possible that when Vena envisioned this dog, this is how she envisioned this perfect being. And that's why the dog's fur is braided, always, because it is in and of itself, like, the closest copy print of that idea of this beautiful dog with braided fur
0: thank (laughs) you for coming to rooks ted talk (laughs) 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 i mean it's it's to explain why you don't need maintenance but it's also to explain why minfilia and you know yeah let's it's fine just she's got a thing for braids it's okay
3: she likes blondes uh-huh. She likes blue
0: eyes, she likes braids. It's okay. That's that well, that's weirder now. It's like I'm gonna pick you to be my voice. You remind me of my dog. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, uh... uh... Okay, perfect. <laughs> Obviously, okay. you know. Um
1: so you hop on the back of uh, this dog Argos um, mm-hmm. to get over to that other brand. Uh oops, Xenos is here. Oops, Xenos breaks the thing. Um, Xenos, of course, being Xenos, is like, I would challenge you to a fight because, like, it's like, come on, dude, we're like around the moon. How epic would that be to fight on the moon? You don't, uh, instead, uh, Fan Daniel's like, Excuse me, I'm trying to monologue. Uh, and then he's like, Hey, remember when I said I wanted to kill everybody? Yeah, I still want to do that. And he just like falls into this big pit where, like, this. Mm -hmm zodiac is is like chained or imprisoned uh also there's gravity on the moon i mean realistically if he was to fall into this pit it should take a few minutes right like on the moon (laughs) i would think um
3: you know that's not true gravity and light don't work like we know they're
1: apparently not i mean What what about the tides what about the tides it's fine
0: they all work because zodiac exists so I mean no that's more, really is the is actual there, is answer there no more there are no more tides literally. now. Yeah, technically there weren't, I guess.
3: Tides.
1: See, this is this is another one of these work. like
0: bullshit questions
1: I'm going to ask Koji and I'm like uh, sorry in advance but like what about the tides? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How does this work? Um okay, so uh Fan Daniel basically becomes Zodiac. Mhm. He just he puts himself into Zodiac. We fight Zodiac. We beat Zodiark. Um, and because of that, we basically rip a Band-Aid off of what was preventing the final days. And now we cause the final days because we just. That's it. zodiac has gone. That's that's it. That's the last you'll hear of it. That's done.
0: Um, yeah, I wonder how you feel about that.
2: Uh, fusion, yeah, fusion. How do you feel about it, Fusion?
0: Uh, I'm
1: gonna be honest. Uh, once we we got into ARR, right? We hear about mm-hmm. Zodiac. We had we had Asians before, right? In, in 1.0, it's like, oh, Zodiac. Okay, so like that's that's it. that's the big bad. Um, we get Ennabok. Yeah, this is gonna this is gonna wrap up the whole Heidel Zodiac thing. It's gonna be great. Okay, awesome. Uh, it's what are we level 80, 83? three? Eighty three, I think. Eighty three. We we get done with Zodiac. We defeat him after he is inhabited by a literal fucking clown, <laughs> and that's it's just done. Zodiac Zodiac got done dirty. Like this is this is awful. I hated 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 the way that they handled this. Uh, I wish that whatever the eighty three trial would have been, it would have wiped Zenos out because <laughs> I just wanted him gone. <laughs> oh. So now fast. Now I'm really
3: conflicted because I would have loved that. But on the flip right? side, I loved killing Zodiac here. I loved yeah. it. I See. loved that they were like, this whole time, Zodiac is the big bad. Just kidding. This is Final Fantasy. No, that never kidding. happens. Just kidding. It's just
1: like <laughs> random ass little bird girl. No. Like, they they <laughs> ruined this narrative for me. Um, Disagree. With starting with this. But it's good. It's,
3: good. it's
1: yeah. not good.
3: I don't know. I, I What? <laughs> You, you think it's bad that we disagree? Fusion was, feels so
2: strongly that his opinion cannot be swayed. But <laughs> this gives you the opportunity for a rebuttal, Zen, to convince I, all I, the rest I thought, of I
1: thought Charles was saying something. I don't oh, know.
2: Okay. okay. Zen or Albion, please continue.
0: Well, to me, Zodiac and Forever, we thought he was the bad guy. And then we found Shadowbringers, and they said that he was the savior right mm-hmm. like he literally had to rewrite the rules and that's the good part about the moon too that that just after we talk about why the end of days starts to happen kind of the ethereal currents and you know that whole stagnation and and that in stagnation the, the layers of ethereal currents it's like right. the
1: ozone but like a fantasy version of the ozone
0: right because you know the planet the star is just energy right and the people are just manifestations of that energy. That makes sense. Like, that's what they're telling us, basically. We knew that live stream. Makes perfect sense, right? Mm-hmm. So, the fact that everything was broken and they didn't know why, I mean, we eventually figure out why, and we could talk about that later on when we talk about Dynamis and all that sort of stuff. But Zodiac had to be physics, and then we killed physics. Yeah. Shit, shit gets weird at that point. Like, I love that. Okay, Fan Daniel, I can get it, right? Like, he mm-hmm. might be the worst person other than Xenos to take over Zodiac in that moment. Like, anybody else. Like, if it was, like, Elitibus, like, if somehow this was changed, you'd probably like it a lot more. <laughs> Fan Daniel's just, just the whole, bad. I get the it. The
1: whole Elitibus arc. Like, yeah. And, and I, I won't give my whole thoughts on it because we have a ways to go yet before yeah. we, f- we finish that but yeah. um starting out with an, uh, you know, I, I, again right, partially cuz I wasn't here last week um mm. I thought it was really interesting how they actually developed Fan Daniel out a little more like oh it's a mon yeah. like all right I don't it feels weird to just be like we need to find a way to shoehorn Allegans back in here somehow uh let's have Fan Daniel actually kind of be a mon I think this um, is
0: I think this is the issue you're seeing the seams and you're you're mm. going and you're saying they did this for this reason, to bring this back, instead of this is part of the story, and when you start mm-hmm. looking at it like this is why they put it there, why that story mode is there or that bit is there, then you start thinking back like, oh well, they must have just navel gazed, you know, like they must have just put sure. that there to I mean, fix I, this I'll, patch. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, a lot of my
1: a lot of my my feelings on this story as a whole, and and I'll right, I'll try and we're we're supposed we're just talking about it right, but yeah. my
0: opinions are are yeah, They're we got to go through opinions cuz other
1: right? people have this opinion too. And I don't and I don't want I don't want to say too long on these opinions cuz yeah. boy, I could go all day. <laughs> and I don't want to like bring bring everything down, right? But <laughs> um I felt like a lot of the things in this expansion mm-hmm. like playing this game since like Alpha of 1.0, right? Getting through a realm reborn, like I started to have all these expectations, right? I just I placed them neatly on a table. Mm -hmm. And then it was like that Alan Rickman video where like where like Koji, Oda, Ishikawa, and Yoshida come, and they just flip the table, (laughs) and everything just flies all over the place. But for me, it felt like they did that simply to subvert expectations, just Mm -hmm. to do something that people weren't expecting. Instead of going down a path that they were probably going down for least half of these 10 years mm. well, <laughs> um, so for me
3: is- on the flip side of that um, I love having my expectations subverted uh, and I I don't feel like they did it just to well, I'm of two minds there it's a Final Fantasy game sure they always try and take give you a story and go ah we told you this good and this bad and then we changed it all around. That's what Final Fantasy does. It's just what they do. Mm-hmm. So to some extent not super surprised. Yeah. But I I just I love that they Go ahead. You're you're wriggling. Do it. <laughs> I just wanted to
2: say that I feel like I bridge the gap on these two opinions. I I do actually think that there is something to be said, right, about broadening our horizons beyond the expectation that they've built. So the idea that right here in this moment, we would have Zodiac, I don't necessarily think is a bad one, right? Because there is this concept and idea that oftentimes if we have like built up something to be the end all be all end game biggest threat, right? That we will put so much weight on that that when we get there like next to nothing could actually like live up to that you know what i mean and so this idea that like there is this thing that we've had built up for so long and that we can almost use it as a stepping stone to something bigger to say like this is where you have always measured the threat and now we are going to show you that this thing it is so far beyond this so in theory i don't mind that zodiac is here what i do mind and what i absolutely agree with you on fusion is that i think they did not narratively pan this out in a way that is truly the level of of meatiness that they should have like like i was saying this idea of the ghosts on the moon part of why i love that so much is because we have never we've had kind of sort of communications with zodiac right but we have had direct and ongoing communication with Vina. but we have never really, as us, gotten to engage with this entity to learn about the things that make it up the secrets that make it up Um, and the big thing for me, I have a siren going by so just give me a second (laughs) so you can maybe cut it out later if you need to Um, the big thing for me was that Okay, gosh, there's, there's so many things in this moment. There's so many things. One, they tell us the whole time that Xenos is gonna be the one that becomes the heart of Zodiac, mm-hmm. which is the entire crux of why Xenos is even spending time with Fan Daniel. Then right. they actually get to the moment. Fan Daniel's like, whatever, and just does it. And Xenos has no reaction, no input. I literally forgot that Xenos existed there until he would appear in the background of a scene. And I was like, oh my god, he's here. I forgot. It's because he's like, a boring,
1: emotionalist <laughs> protagonist that nobody cares well, about.
2: You know, it's like yes but it felt like again they had all these things with this story beat that they just didn't flesh out like why would we have even let Xenos leave after this? I never would have. Like, are you kidding me? Yes. doesn't matter if I just fought Zodiac. Like, why doesn't he become Zodiac and you can still have him somehow come out of him or still have things unravel or whatever, but it just didn't make sense. And then in the midst of all of this, we get this incredible moment where we do hear the voice of Zodiac for mm-hmm. two seconds and Zodiac does not call himself Zodiac. Zodiac calls himself the martyr which I found to be one of the most incredible things. Like this idea that these were people that had sacrificed themselves in an act of creation to impose these laws upon the world. Like it was incredible and that they are led by one of the most genuinely hearted people we know who literally was the head of creation in the ancients, Hithlodius, who of course would have probably had a huge hand in constructing this entity. Mm -hmm. Like all of this stuff is phenomenal. And if the whole moon zone had been about building that up and then culminating in this Mm -hmm. confrontation and the actual zodiac fight is incredible. The Mm -hmm. like references in it and the acts of creation that we see and the way the world is manipulated and turned, even on the platform, the different like umbral aspected elements, the colors are there on the actual Mm -hmm. tiles of the platform. It's incredibly cool. And they didn't do a good job with it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and and I also will say while we're bashing Zodiac, the uh-huh. design of Zodiac is disappointing to me, um because you look at the the imagery right that we've had right because all the Ascians, all this stuff right has been tied to mm-hmm. like lore from Twelve right, uh, we, so we have ideas right of how these things could look right but ultimately what they went with was just like this generic like oh he looks like Final Fantasy Chaos. Like, that's, we're just, that's, that's it. That's the, the design. Instead of something, like, really, like, unique to 14 and something really cool, they're just like, I ah, will just make him look like chaos. All right. I can't disagree I mean, with
3: that. I do, yeah. I do like the chunks that were left out of him. The little, little yeah. detail, like, hey, he doesn't yeah. have all of his pieces. That part's mm-hmm. pretty cool. And those um, match up with the shards that hadn't been rejoined yep. yet.
2: So mm-hmm. he's missing the same amount of limbs as shards that had not been reunited mm-hmm. to him, which
3: is cool. I cool um go. I absolutely agree with you on the like what the fuck is Zenos doing here part like what and they, that's I, just they literally did
1: not know what to do with Zenos in this no, expansion and they just tacked him in on character. the end because like oh right on. Zenos I okay. disagree
0: okay hundred percent Zenos right what is he there to do he's there to fight you through Zodiac, right he wants to get in there he's gonna fight you this is cool. But he doesn't just want to fight you. He wants to test against you, right? So he was there. Fan Daniel's like, "Okay, I'm changing the rules. I'm going to go and do this. And Xenos went, "Okay, let's see what happens here. Are you going to beat him or are you going to not? Because I could just take it afterwards. Xenos. And we'll talk about it when we get towards the end, because, you know, there's the whole arc of Xenos. It makes perfect sense to me why he didn't, like, step in or do anything. It's, they should have done a better job with that, too, honestly. Like, he literally is just like, yeah, let's see. Go ahead. That's fine. I've got all the time in the world. If you lose, I will take it over and I'll beat you. It's weird because he also wanted you to, He he's Vegeta, right? He's Vegeta <laughs> at that moment with Cell, right? He's just like, go, go get absorbed. Let's see. Who's going to be strong. I'm going to beat one of you anyway. It doesn't matter. Whoever's the strongest, I will beat. So I think it makes sense, but they should have, like, just give him a little beat, you know, or just yeah. say something about literally, that. It just, it literally, any emotion. Sense. Yeah.
2: Well, <laughs> True. It's, just, it's so awful, too, because this was a real problem for me. We witness mm. the literal genocide he committed on his own people yeah. in the zone that leads directly into this. We witness this and he just does not care, you know yep. what I mean? Like he doesn't care about anything that's happened there. He's done that thing with our body that we talked about, which mm-hmm. caused like a real visceral reaction for people. So they have set him up at such a fever pitch at this point of your feelings towards yep. him, right? And granted, again, like I talked about last time, I do think, and I see here in chat, Goldstar saying, did you want Xenos to be a constant pre- like presence? And the mm-hmm. answer is yes whether they were going to set him up as a villain or somebody that had a mirror parallel to us, there Mm -hmm. needs to be a sense that there is some kind of dramatic tension there that is like being purposefully led in a really strong, robust way to, again, tie you to this. So we're coming off of the most emotion that we've had with him for the whole expansion Mm -hmm. thus far. And then to, yes, like not even have him up the stakes and actually absorb this entity to be the match of threat that we think he is to like like all of it just to me made him look more and more pathetic and insignificant Mm -hmm. which is fine if that's how you want to play it but like again it never seems to read that way and in the midst of all of this i kept thinking like fan daniel does this and then he gets rid of zodiac and my one big thought in that moment was like what about all the people in in zodiac like Mm -hmm. I was devastated. We had just found out that Hythlodius was actually in there and well, made that now, connection. Now they
1: can go back to the ethereal sea.
2: But at this point, we don't have the lore yeah. that like really mm. specifically confirms that that's what's going to happen to them. And to have like experienced this ghost to know that like Vina herself, one because they, it, this was needed mm-hmm. as a presence to keep you know this stuff that was happening from happening. But two, I got this sense that she herself could not. Bring herself to kill the spirits of people. You know, she preserved them. She kept mm-hmm. them there. She kept them in a blissful stasis where they weren't suffering, in theory, right? Like, And I was devastated in this moment emotionally. Did we, did they just all get obliterated? Like the people, you know, I I just was completely wrecked. And so having this weird Xenos thing that just didn't feel like it was being well communicated to me, having so much energy that had been ramped up with him and then like facing him after Zodiac and having him just like literally walk past us. Like we don't, we're not on the ground exhausted. We don't look as though we wouldn't be able to fight him. Mm -hmm. We just took down a God and this little idiot with a void set inside of him is like, (laughs) (laughs) i'm still a challenge for you and i'm like how how are you a challenge for me i could i could crush you right now and i don't know why i'm not because you literally killed millions
1: Mm -hmm. like i like well here's the other uh, here's the other thing though did he fan daniel's just like yo so like i'm gonna take your dad cut him up into pieces make towers and shit and like incite civil war and xenos is probably just like yeah whatever so no, he think...
2: actively talks about having participated with the thing with his dad, and also okay. inaction and being complicit with something like that is a—it is the crime. Like, well, sure. you know Right. I mean? But I was—I was
1: pointing <laughs> this out more so for the fact that like Zeno's literally hasn't done jack squat. Like he just—he just sits around and does nothing. That's his character. Like they think that they're like, yeah, this will be a great villain. And it's a character that does nothing.
2: Yeah, but he empowers him, and he has access to this country in a way
1: mm-hmm.
2: that you know. Otherwise, it's 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 one of those things where like I I do not believe that just because he chose to sit in a chair while Fan Daniel did all this, you know what I mean? And at least theoretically, the way that we've been led to believe is that they have been working in tandem so that Xenos could get mm-hmm. to Zodiac to absorb his power to be strong enough to fight us, like. Yep. So it just like to me, the way this all pans out does not narratively have the filler it truly needs. I think you can mm-hmm. draw a lot of like, yes, this, this, and this. I think there's a lot mm-hmm. of really interesting things in it. But like all of this flew by in a way for me that I was like.
1: Yeah. What? It just it just kind of happened and then it, it was done. Like it was just, it was over before you knew it. And it's like, oh, all right. So that's how we're gonna handle
0: Zodiac after 10 years of buildup. All right. I think the the part that I disagree with in general here is yeah I wish that they had more time but the rules and what we've been told before made it all made sense it makes sense right that's the mm. thing like to me it wasn't really submer- subverting my expectation that's what I'm saying okay zodiac can't be the end the end was bigger than him he literally was a Band-Aid for it, and now it's sure. going to happen. Like, the noise, we knew the keening was bigger than everything, right? Once we found out that Zodiac was made to stop it from happening, we had to know that it happening is bigger than him. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to be the end, Is is for me, is what I was thinking. I was like, okay, we're finally going to figure out what that noise was. And then we see Anima, and I'm like, well, it can't be that, because that's <laughs> yeah. here already, right? Yeah. So it's like when we fight Zodiac, I'm like, cool. We're finally going to figure out what the hell happened. I didn't think we'd kill Zodiac, maybe, but I just knew, okay, now we're going to figure out what started the end of days so then we can go figure it out. So, like, that part of this makes perfect sense to me. Like, yes, I wish mm-hmm. that they had taken more time, make it hurt more. They did a lot of stuff to make a lot of things hurt. They could have made Zodiac's death way more effective, and I agree with that, certainly. But, yes. like, rules-wise, it makes perfect sense to me. I, I, I have to wonder, and and again, I
1: say this, like, like it's, great, it's this game. They could do whatever the yeah, hell they wanted, right? Whatever, yeah. But I have to wonder if they're laying out this expansion, and they're like, okay, the mold. Here's the mold. We have a trial at 83. We have a trial at 89. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're like, okay, so at 83, we have to resolve this point. If they could have waited a little bit more... Do like an 85 trial. Who cares? Like, you know, give a little bit more time for this story to kind of build up. But it was just like, oh, we're on the moon. Oh, we fought. Z- oh, that, that's it. Cool. I mean,
2: I agree. I think even if they had just put this in the second half of this zone or if they had balanced this differently, I see in chat the discussion about Loperates, which we'll get to mm-hmm. as well. Oh, yeah. I I mean, like we said, when we we're talking about Charlene, we had an idea of what Charlene was doing for a million Mm -hmm. years before they actually finally were just like yes this is what they were doing you've done been new for ages now because this was one you could put together and Mm -hmm. i felt that very strongly with the loperit part of the moon in that i find the Loperates adorable and charming Mm -hmm. and i didn't not enjoy my time with them i did i thought there was a lot of fun stuff but it all felt like side quest stuff to me Mm. and stuff that i would have had just as much fun with if i had you know, had. 50 gold exclamation point quests afterwards <laughs> to do and so for me the balance of this one mm-hmm. zone i truly think narratively was the breaking point if they had like spent that entire zone like we talked about and i love that you said um Aldi note that they could have made this beat just resonate so much more. Mm-hmm. If we had killed Zodiac and like watched as the mm-hmm. souls of the people we had been talking to, if we'd, you know, had even contacts with the Assians, and we know that at least from little brief dialogue in this zone, that like we get this idea that they used to just come up here and like watch and just mm-hmm. like be with the last remnants of their people, you know? If we had heard the martyr crying out in their own words, if we had heard, these hopes and dreams and salvation, if we had seen Flodius in that final moment, and in this moment, in this instant, not have known if they would return to the life stream mm-hmm. given what they were, because we didn't have all this idea of purifying the souls and all right. this stuff. Like, If this had been a moment where we truly had been forced to reconsider Zodiac as what it was, and had this weight with these villains, and had a culmination that the whole zone had kind of been building to, mm. I don't care if it's 83 and I don't care if it's the third zone. Like, and like you said, there's a lot of details where they already established this. I mean, even in Thavire, yeah. some of the locations, Purusha, we talked about the red and white queen, right? Mm-hmm. They have throughout all sorts of places throughout this game, like reiterated what these forces mean. And like uh these different forces and these other concepts, which I went into in my lore videos, represent this idea again of these two dichotomies, the active, uh, you know, umbral force, the passive. Mm-hmm plane of the soul the the astral force or the light dark sort of split right um so again like making him something that is like more of a mundane tool that fits into this bigger picture is fine with me i do think there's precedent but i just Mm -hmm. don't think they panned out the actual narrative weight of this zone in a way that made sense to me (laughs) right
0: yeah there's there's a lot you could you could hit on you know now that we're done with n walker with the ideas of zodiac being you know active and that desire to save the world and how that kind of just is the warrior of light too. Like there's a lot of parallel, but we didn't get it. And that's, that's the one thing that I will say, like I, a hundred percent, you know, our review, like it's very high. I love just about everything about this story, but yeah, just a little bit more here. It's a little bit more here, but I absolutely love that we unraveled the world. I think that that's a great, that's perfect. That makes a lot of sense to me. That was always going to happen. You we were took telling out the us gods? the whole time yeah, like in Shadowbringers,
3: this is what Zodiac is. Yeah. This is what That's we made him for. Yeah. We go and kill him, and it gets undone. Who'd have seen that coming? <laughs> us. We should have seen Shock, that Pikachu. coming.
0: Shock Pikachu face. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about bunny rabbits.
1: So yeah, so we, we finished all that up. Um. And then we, we come to. Uh, I'm sure this was Yoshida's crazy idea. He's like, "Hey, mm-hmm. so like, what if the moon wasn't a moon? <laughs> what if the moon was a giant spaceship?"
4: <laughs>
1: uh huh. Um, and and of course, who who would be the the crew to pilot such an enormous spaceship? How about how about Because because mm-hmm. why not? Why not? Um...
0: We can tell Vana had uh, a penchant for the cuddly. You can tell. I mean, she did this on purpose to 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 allay our fears, right? You know, the, what would make them feel at home. Yeah, rabbits.
1: They they actually talk about this too. It's like, okay, world's ending. We're getting on the giant moon arc. Uh, what would make people not panic? A little fluffy mm-hmm. bunnies. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yes, I too want to hold a tiny rabbit that is just the cutest thing ever while the world is burning around <laughs> me. I,
1: I, you know, as, as much as I didn't like a lot of the story beats of this expansion, um, I think one of the good things that I, I just absolutely loved were the way that they did the mm-hmm. Um, Which is, which is weird because it's like the least like serious, like end <laughs> yeah. of the, the saga, like as you, as you can get. But um, I thought I thought the Loprets were really well done. Um, they're mm-hmm. all like characterized very well. Um, some of the elements in the zone, maybe not so much, but we also they're characterized
3: room. very well because their character is their name.
1: Mm-hmm. They're right
3: characterized yeah. very well. Oh no! Oh. oh,
1: that's gonna do it for us for this week, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we're gonna go.
2: Oh, I yeah. For all of my complaints about narrative balance in this zone and how the Loperant section truly did drag for me as far mm-hmm. as overall narrative pacing went, I'm gonna set all of that aside. I thought they were cute and funny. And I really did like seeing inside the moon and the whole weird thing about how they had interpreted what they believed to be a thing about earth was super yeah. or like, sorry, that earth meaning, meaning theorist. uh slash a theorist, Yeah. I just thought all of that was so funny. The weird trees and the weird carrots and all of their mm-hmm. funny little personalities. <laughs> I just, I did really enjoy them. I still really enjoy them. And yeah. obviously they tie into a lot of, um, Eastern mythology that correlates rabbits and the moon mm-hmm. and this lunar force, right? So I thought all that was super cute. And I liked it. It makes me think
3: of the concept you were talking about earlier, where they have like this image of something in their mind, and you make mm-hmm. it and maybe it's ugly. Well,
1: yeah, if you explain yeah. a
3: tree to somebody and they've never seen one you get weird rounded <laughs> metal doodle.
1: Yeah, I also thought it was really interesting too. Um, the the scale of, yeah. of the the sections of the, the Loperit area. Um, because obviously this whole time they've been planning for people that were like the size of the ancients. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like these are spaces that they're working in. Like we have to jump to get up these steps to these platforms where they're working. Do- they have to like climb
4: mm-hmm. up
1: the like because they're so much shorter. Like that felt really weird. And I think because of that <laughs> scale as well, um it's not to say that this the these areas weren't populated, but they felt very open and sparse because mm-hmm. of that to me. Um, they
2: felt agonizing. They were supposed to. to. Yeah. Yes. They felt agonizing to run around in, is what I'll yeah. say. Until you yeah. have flight unlocked in that zone, I actually dreaded, like, if there was any way for me to avoid having to run from one side mm-hmm. of that area to the other side, I would try to because I did find it incredibly slow and very boring to try and do it. Um, but, 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 the whimsy... Mm -hmm. I love it and I also just really like that it is very different right again aesthetically Mm -hmm. it draws on totally different vibes it reminds me a lot of like the Jetsons perception of you know like realizing a future idealized future yeah and there was like a whole rash of science fiction around that time that had Mm -hmm. this very specific aesthetic and it was very clean and very polished and a lot of that led Yes, hopeful exactly, and a lot of that led directly in literature and other forms of media to stuff like Star Trek down the road, and then mm-hmm. after that we saw like a shift in a lot of science fiction that went the dystopic route. Yeah, um, and so like I like that a lot. I think aesthetically it's great, but I agree in that I do feel like at least before I had Flight Unlocked, I was kind of like. Oh, I like that they made this a zone, but I also really wish that yeah. all of the major story NPCs were in a much closer, smaller location. <sighs> yeah. I feel like that's every zone until you
3: get flying in luck though.
0: I mean, yeah. there's, this part of the zone and the second part of Labyrinthos that I will, I will vent about that part because that part I really, really disliked, but, um, like they're just so big, there could be so much more in there. That's just that's really what I think. Cause yeah. on the moon, on the other side of the moon, there's the crashed ship, right? Which we don't talk about in the MSQ at all. Mm-hmm. It's just it's, just, just, it's just kind of there. I thought maybe we would talk about it, but you know, we didn't. But like make the Loprid area smaller, make that ship where we could go into it. Now we got something going, right? Yeah. Like that that'd be really cool. There, Let's see that crashed so elegant ship. So much so yeah.
1: much that they could have done with that ship. Right.
0: And it's just kind of we, like,
1: well, the elegance had spaceships, so naturally yeah. there should be well, one on the moon.
2: We know that they made a spaceship, right? Yeah. So this is the yeah, an answer certainly. to a long-time lore question. Mm-hmm. But in, in the thought of how you were talking, Fusion, about the fact that you felt like some of these ties with, like, um, you know, uh, uh, f- Fanny Pack and mm-hmm. Amon, how you felt like mm-hmm. some of them were kind of forced, this is an opportunity yes. where I think they could have... sure it's right there yeah. So, like if he you made that give, ship
0: yes, Like if you
2: want to give more context and more support to how you are building out and convincing people to buy into what you've put into this concept it is right there and if we'd lost like you know half of the quest with the loperates we could have easily mm-hmm. as we dealt with the ghost as we dealt with all these other things we could have easily gone into that ship Um. Yeah. i mean the moon is a zone it, it does feel like there's a lot of areas that are, like, the only points of interest on that map that I would have loved to have been able to interact with more and just yeah. wasn't really able you, to. You can't
1: tell mm-hmm. me that, that Alec didn't land on the moon in a ship and, like, didn't figure out what was going on and, like, report back home. Like, yeah. what? How do you? How does that not happen? Or, well, well, like, funny I mean, savages. savages murdered yeah. them all. Yeah. Well, oh. like, mm, you can't know
3: what's going on here and they murdered them all. I mean, Emmett could have even guided them up there for all we mm-hmm. know, because he
2: had a hand in forming Alec. So like what I like that again is a huge hole. And you yeah. do get a little bit more about it if you do the Aether Current quests mm-hmm. and things and the side quests in that zone. Yep. But again, it's like there's not much on the moon. So mm-hmm. what you have on there, I think, should be used really robustly compared right. to certain other zones where I do think more of the zone itself was used to greater effect.
0: Yeah, because we're that- Oh, go ahead.
3: Something that really drove me crazy, uh, hailing back to the emptiness of the
0: mm-hmm.
3: funny pole itself. Uh, yep. How long have they had to work on that? Why is it yeah. so empty? How, <laughs> it's, it's the same with the Charlians. How long have you had to work on this? Why are you not ready?
0: Yeah. really like, are you really doing?
3: Me.
4: Yeah. Well, they
0: didn't have the Warrior of Light. They don't have the fetch quest. I mean, it's you- extraordinary. You know, kind
3: of forgive the Charlians because they've had like, what, 200 years, 250? Mm-hmm. The buddies have had a long ass time! It's been a long time!
0: Well, we I need them. Just... And that's why they took a long yeah. time. I mean, look I, at them.
2: I also <laughs> just wonder, why didn't the Ascians kill them all? <laughs> like, this is like, well, like, if you don't, I like, if they go, we know sure. chronically they went to the moon all the time. I mean, the Watcher, I'm guessing, played some role in that. And likely the Lopards yeah, also have their own defenses. We know they have the robots and stuff yeah. like that, right? Mm. But, like, you can't tell me that the Astians used to come up there all the time to mope. And they didn't <laughs> have this thought, like, oh, yeah, like, Heidelin did something here. And maybe, you know, we're going to end everything, so that's fine. Maybe we don't need to worry about these dumb rabbits. But, like... It's possible that many of them were in stasis for a long mm-hmm. time until Vina felt like there was well, a Well they they did the come world. out and do it inspections yeah. though.
0: They did, yeah. Um, yeah I
2: yeah,
1: mean yeah. I, I guess like like the thought though at the same time, like okay, yeah, so the moon's a ship, that's where Zodiark is, but like
4: mm-hmm.
1: it it's why would the Asians spend their time on it if it's not going anywhere? Like it, it's it's mm-hmm. it seems like like wasted effort. Um, but also what would have happened if the loppers were just like, okay, well, let's just like take this moon to like the other edge of the universe and like away from Atheris Like, what happens then?
3: <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't have. Yeah. But, but, but what happens if you do? <laughs>
4: yeah. But
3: to 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 hail back to the, the other questions, um i am sure the Asians did discover that zodiac was they yeah. knew he was there and they didn't want people to know. They didn't want anyone else to have that information because that put Zodiac at risk. Mm. But I look, do see though in the chat yeah. a really interesting thing that Alex brought up that I want
2: to mention. Uh-huh. I feel like Alec did learn something from the moon, and that was their inspiration to create dalamud yes. as a prison moon Certainly. for Bahamut, sure. Which I think is really interesting yeah. again, because right, yeah. is it is it possible? There's so many things that go into this. It could have very much been that Emmett Selk and the assians who had foreknowledge of something like the moon being a prison, are the ones that then implanted that as a concept mm-hmm. within Alec. It could have been that they instructed Alec to go to the moon. It could have been that somebody like Fan Daniel, who was a shard, and we don't, I think we know that he was awakened at that point, right? But yes. He, yes, right? At some
0: point, because he resurrected the emperor. Yes.
2: yes. And yeah.
0: then they went on the crazy crusade after that. Yeah. So
2: it's, very possible that mm-hmm. i mean even like he had like we said some kind of connection or influence into okay this. Right.
1: so chet, chet i th- i've seen this a couple times uh the thing on the moon was a piece of Dalamid. yeah okay even if that's the case you d- don't become a, it's a civilization not,
2: it's, a in- it's not it's not they explicitly yep. say it's a ship and yeah, if you e- do the even, side quests, they also do.
1: Even even if it was a piece of talibud, you don't become a spacefaring civilization and not go and check out the nearest big body in space.
2: Yes. And like we said, like- <laughs> we have in canon, in lore, that they did create spacefaring vessels. Yeah.
1: Regardless so of, like- of what the thing on the moon from Alec is, they had spaceships. <laughs> they could have easily gone to the moon.
3: Yes. And but- there is... Like said, Asians a, were in charge of of Alec, basically.
1: Yeah. So if, they do, if
3: they didn't want them to do anything yeah. about Zodiac, they wouldn't.
1: Okay, yeah. so so let's let's real world this for, for a minute, alright? <laughs> we're NASA. Let's uh let's make some spaceships and shit, check out space, that'll be great. Cool. What's the closest thing we can check out? Hey, let's go to the moon. And President's like, Yeah, maybe you don't go up to the moon. Oh, alright, let's not go to the moon. No. <laughs> I don't think so.
2: Yeah, I do see the idea that I it might it might be have have been confirmed to be some kind of satellite or something like that. But at the same time, again, we know that like it did land there, and that well, given everything else that may have happened after that, like the idea that they would be unaware of certain things about you know what I mean? Like it, they obviously had things there that could recon data. Mm. So this is what I mean. Like we can argue it any way on this. We can all pull out our tinfoil hat theories, but. Um, this is something that literally like is just a huge narrative opportunity that's sitting there that would have again sure. reinforced and tied in the connections that they were forging with Alec yeah. and Fan Daniel and Amon and the moon and all these different things. So it's like we now, yes, will have a lot of speculation in that little side quest that does reinforce some stuff. I haven't finished all of that yet. Um, but like. It I But we won't necessarily know everything else about it or, you know, how it could have been used to its full narrative power, uh, because it wasn't really used in the main Maybe story, someone but... said,
0: all these worlds are yours, except for the moon. That's a deep cut, but anyway.
3: Well, they they, <laughs> they straight up cancelled uh, research on, uh, what's it called? Tempering. Yeah. Tempering mm-hmm. research. Very mm-hmm. important. Super important. As important as what's on the moon. Canceled. Yeah done yeah you don't get because, to do that yeah so they, because they have they the power control. to just be like no
0: yeah I yeah think that's exactly yeah you I know see. they they probably i mean it's in itself behind it if they could use Alec to do something with zodiac they would have done it like if it was like if you physically could destroy those swords or whatever that were holding him they would have done that a long time ago so I would guess them. Xeno's literally no. just
1: like smacks the last thing.
0: Yeah, I know, and that's so that's the weird. Like, how, like, like could have easily
1: done all of that. Like, no, no problem, no questions asked. Like, yeah, well, I mean, I think think it was like symbolic. There.
2: Well, but we do know that they yeah. were not releasing. They were literally
0: trying not they to. They were yeah.
2: purposefully mm-hmm. not doing it
0: because he wasn't complete. He was
2: not fully complete yet. Sure. So, like. That there is that logic, and it's very mm-hmm. likely that again they, they protected that, right? So, Fan Daniel is going rogue by exactly. doing this, um, and you know, is, is being chaotic, but is also just like, whatever, this power is probably good enough, mm-hmm. and you know, like, I can just use this for my own means, um, and I can completely and absolutely annihilate any and all of the intentions yeah. of anybody else who's now dead. I'm alive, and that's what I so, mean.
0: Like, yeah. it didn't like that, that zodiac was there, didn't matter at all. So who cares if they knew, all right, there's a thing there, right? They're not going to do anything about it
3: because they had control of Alec. Yeah. Yeah. He he didn't think it was good enough. He was hoping Mm -hmm. we would win.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's one of those things where, yeah, it's there. (laughs) Alec (laughs) may or may not have seen it, but it doesn't matter Uh because they wouldn't have wanted to get rid of it anyway. Go ahead.
2: I'm sorry, I wanted to take a second because what Zen just said made me remember one of the other things that made me so angry during this
4: section. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like this is the thing. I want to be honest. I like I said, Endwalker is one of my favorite expansions, and there's a lot of stuff ahead that I'm gonna probably just rave about for ages. Mm-hmm. Um, this one zone was one of the ones that I found to be not as well told as many others. But one of the things that did drive me nuts was that if in that beat, right, the emotional beat that they wanted you to feel is that like you just said Zen, that Fanny Pack didn't actually think that Mm -hmm. that would be good enough. And he wanted to bait you into doing it. And he wanted you to do it because you didn't understand the full context of it. And it would unravel the safety Mm -hmm. of the universe and bring to fruition this thing that he had started, you know, ages ago that we had no concept about. Then we should have had to assume the emotional guilt of having chosen in that moment to kill that entity. We should have had to look Hythlodius in his we, beautiful we sad did. eyes. We didn't, though. Because, because killed he killed himself, yes, yeah. and <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I mean, like, on one hand, it, it does play into the characterization that he yeah. is nihilistic, and he wants to end his own existence. So mm-hmm. I think that is valid. But At the same time it makes the whole thing feel very bizarre because it feels again like the way they're framing it is that we knew we had to have an arbitrary primal fight so regardless of the fact that there may be very complex emotions and you may even yourself feel like you know better than to do this like you're gonna do it but then we're also gonna renege on what that potential could set up and just have Mm -hmm. him kill himself (laughs) and i was just sitting here like you had a lot of ideas, but I don't know if any of them 100% landed as hard as they could have if you had really honed in on something and really framed
3: oh. that moment, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I disagree because I don't disagree with this point. Um, we were fighting Zodiac though, to weaken him to the point where the uh, Tower of thingies could be put back in place. Yeah. So that sure. that was our, our real goal there.
0: Initial, yeah. And it
3: just, yeah, it just so happened that it also weakened him to a point where he could off himself.
0: Yep. It's, you know, like I said, if you look at it through how they were meant to make it and not what the story said, you start to go, oh, well, this is why we can't do that. I know it's the end of a long saga and we all thought about these things. But you have to, like, remove your brain from that that idea. Yes, it's probably true. Yes, some of this is ass pull 100%, right? like. <laughs> You know, retcon, <laughs> ass pulling. It's just the way that it worked.
3: Now I, 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 I in the finish.
0: narrative, it made sense to me. Like, once yeah. again, like, yes, yeah. he knew that you were going to stop. Why would you kill it? You weren't going to kill most of these primals unless you had to. You're the warrior of light. I mean, yeah, yeah narr- narratively, you know? they made it make
1: sense. Yeah. Um, yes, I just think <laughs> but I don't like, like it.
2: Seen, <laughs> I think I would have May- liked to have seen the way it was delivered to us. Pan that out a bit. You know, like to me, that moment would have read much more clearly if, like, you know, the Watcher saying to us, like, we almost have the brand reinforced, and like you can see them almost up there. And Zodiac is like on his last leg, and you're like standing in front of them. And there's this moment where, you know, you're talking about, like, you know, you wanted to do this, and it was, you know, Mm -hmm. but you can't bring the world to your knees or whatever. Like, we get to decide what the world is. And then he says, like, you know, like, no, I get to decide what, Mm
3: -hmm. you know, what my world is. There's so much more like build
1: up and stuff that they could have done with this whole sequence and it just
3: it's my whole issue with the xenos stuff they they didn't take the like very important bullet point events and go hey hey all up in your face sometimes you (laughs) don't need that for this part personally for me i didn't need it but i absolutely see what you're saying
0: Mm -hmm. it's i don't know I mean, we were talking about Loprits, and then we went right back into Zodiac, and that just, just, explains the, it 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 just explains it. Explains the Loprits, though. Like it was kind of it was a nice diversion along the way, and then we yeah. get to the my favorite part, I guess, of the entire expansion, which is the next zone.
1: Whoa, 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 there, whoa! There's
0: more stuff with Loprits?
1: Yes, how dare yeah. you <laughs> skip over one of the most important characters mm-hmm. of this entire expansion. Okay. I'm
3: really confused right now. Oh, you're not talking about Uriange. Okay.
0: No, it's
1: not. <laughs> no, I'm getting I'm getting to Urian Yeah. But he has a pep know who talk. You're talking about. He has a pep yeah. talk with the Loperates. Um, and you know, he's talking yes. about, you know, singing way. There's like you know, a theorist has so many great songs and all the stuff you can learn of and uh sorry I didn't catch your name. My name is Pudding Way and Uriana just is just like, shit. Um, yeah, we got pudding.
0: <laughs> pudding I love Way.
1: That. Like, yeah. it's so good. I love Pudding Way. And they bring him back again, too. Like, for, for oh, Pudding Way was just chef's kiss. Beautiful. Love Pudding Way. I,
3: I like it. that Pudding Way is included in what appears to be the leadership of the La Prince. I don't have any particular affection for pudding Look, like, just
1: cuz if, I if we like pudding. need to save the people of Atheris there's a few <laughs> things that we're going to need we're going to need like living quarters navigation and we're going to need pudding
2: it's also important to to note that i mean i think you already know this Zed, but i think many of the people do too pudding in the US is oftentimes interpreted as like literally just like that gelatinous, sweet, mm-hmm. liquidy kind of thing. But pudding, at least in a lot of Britain and the UK is referred to as all dessert, like like sweet desserts that are like cakes, treats, pies. Like mm-hmm. you have pud or pudding, which is like yeah. a, a whole category of dessert, mm-hmm. just in case anybody's out there thinking he probably only specializes in pudding. Um, but all of that to say with with Oriange and him and his interactions with the Loperits, I did actually think that was one of my favorite parts mm-hmm. of this zone in regards to like how they set him up to have his journey later and like his growth moment. Because right. I know so many players that have had huge problems and mistrust even to this day of him. Like I mean, he, I mean,
1: look the way know? that that stuff started though. I was like, oh great, there's Ariane back on his bullshit again. Like he, we teleport up when he's like talking to the Lopper. It's, like being all secretive, and it's just, like
0: it's like cool this it's again. Like- great, thanks. It's like you think he does it on purpose. It's funny (laughs) that you think, like, literally in Shadowbringers, he's like, why? Why does this keep happening to me? When the Crystal Exarch is like, look, I need you to keep a secret. He's like, why? Why do you keep doing this to me? And then
1: we start to get into Eden. He's like,
0: maybe we shouldn't tell
1: them about the Oracle of Darkness. That's on him. That's all him. And your soul's like, yeah, probably. Yeah. Like, it's just, I'm so sick. That's the thing. But
3: you you finally get to see how it affects him. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and I love that the idea that
2: some people have, and I'm gonna get spice for a second, Mm -hmm. but not that bad. Some people have resting bitch face, but Oriante has resting (laughs) sneak face.
0: Exactly.
2: (laughs) Everybody doesn't like everybody believes that he's the one that like will do the sneaky stuff. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he is so intelligent and he has done this kind of stuff and he has worked against people for the greater good before and sometimes in such a way that like you can tell he takes this responsibility on Mm -hmm. himself because he believes like if someone has to do it i am the one that i know can do this and will execute it and i can separate myself from these feelings and Mm -hmm. then to see him have to not even have to but to make the choice not to do that like to make the choice Mm -hmm. to to trust his feelings and invest in them and to trust in the people around him and to realize that even if he was that kid, as we find out later, that really had Mm -hmm. trouble making friends, that he has found a way to like connect with other people and still
3: be himself. Um, And I just like, mm, I love it. Something I really love about this particular expansion is it takes the characters, for me anyway, it takes the characters that I really like that a lot of people don't. And shows you an, an aspect of them that is yeah. why I like them. So I'm mm-hmm. like, you can't hate my boy anymore. He's well, a I normal mean, they, they, they do that hard. with, like, every
1: expansion, though. They'll, they'll shift the, the focus around a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. like sure, Stormblood, but, like, they're like, one, okay, we'll, like, wound you, and she won't be around much in this expansion. Um, <laughs> you know, it's...
3: it's um, I I love this part. Uh, <laughs> obviously clearly
4: mm-hmm.
3: i i liked um i did actually hate having to follow him because at the sure. end he just turns right around and he's like oh hey sup i'm like we didn't need to do that we could just <laughs> walk right up to him but you know we didn't really like any of the follow quest Screw it. but, yeah. those but
1: new new, new yeah. quest types
3: i i, I enjoy that Yay. um uh, kind of like rick was starting to say uh he he finally just sort of confronts this 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 group of rabbits, who's asking him to, to lie for them. And it's like, Hey, there is another way to do this. These people are trustworthy. Uh, shit's hitting the fan right now. But they got their shit together. We can all work on this shit together. And I'll just stay here and help you. And I really mm-hmm. love it's uh, a callback where he's explaining the names to the rabbits, the operators, yeah. he's explaining their names to them. And he spent ages with the fae. And with yeah. fairies, names are very significant. Mm-hmm so he's likely got a whole lot of expertise now on name naming and yeah. how significant names are so it's not coming from a place of bullshitting with him it's legitimate
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: i just love that he is i always say that Orianje has dm energy and i just like absolutely <laughs> agree with that he has a meticulous <laughs> mind that likes mm-hmm. to keep track of a million things but he's also very creative and i think he you can get this sense that he has all this knowledge but he has maybe just always been looking for the people who would be willing to receive it. And the way that he finds to be able to bridge that gap and help everybody from the Fey to, you mm-hmm. know, like everyone else and now the Loperates and other people, I do I think is cute. And I agree. I like that they experimented with different types of stuff this expansion. Right. I liked a lot of the escort quests. Mm-hmm. Um I personally just found that the sneak quest follow quests were really annoying mm-hmm. because yeah it was so finicky and it always reset you to the back. And it wasn't like you were actually learning anything as you went, you know, it's not mm-hmm. like we witnessed some little vignette or heard yeah. something more or like, so to me, I was like, this is just wasted time to try and make me slow down so that, you know, somebody else <laughs> yeah. can do the next. I ahead. Mean, it, it's it's, it's <laughs>
1: important to say too, like experimentation is great. Like it's great to try new things. Mm-hmm. They don't always work though. Like they're not, they're mm. not always well received and that's just, that's just the way it goes. You know,
0: you mean like the diadem? I, I mean, look, <laughs>
1: They got it right (laughs) after the third try.
0: Yeah, it's true. Hey, as a community, we know. I think we're one of the communities in gaming, and No Man's Sky would be another one, that we know if you get it wrong the first time, you might get it right the second time. Give it a chance.
2: (laughs) I did also want to give a little shout-out to maybe one of my favorite quests in this portion, which was Mm -hmm. the one where you're following... Oh, what's his name? You're following him around the park that he's made. Oh, yeah. He wants to walk with a human. I just want to walk around yes. the park with you. Well, walk with us with a spoken race. Mm-hmm. I actually found that adorable. And like to me, they could have only done that quest there, and like a few other little things. Mm-hmm. And I would have immediately have gotten the sense of you know how much they care about their mission and the people involved and that kind of stuff. Because to me, there was something really wonderful about that. I just really liked the idea of of. Them having spent so long thinking about these people, and Vinah having instilled them with this mm-hmm. need to, you know, carry out this mission, and then to finally have someone there, and to just be like, my whole life has been about you. Mm-hmm. Can we just hang
3: out? Stop it. it just in <laughs> my heart I,
1: I, don't, I don't know I, that I got that I from, from that. that quest specifically. I mean, from from everything as a whole, like, you absolutely get that feeling, but... Um, I think I think for me that that quest, I was like, this doesn't look anything like a park. I'm sorry to want <laughs> to tell you this. Um
2: see, I was on the first side where like <laughs> it was one of those things where you could see their hopes and dreams and good intentions, even yeah. if it was terrible. You know, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> this is such a weird example over the holidays. Um, this was maybe one of the most touching gifts I've ever gotten. My nephew drew pictures of all the family and put the pictures in everybody's stockings and um (laughs) i'm the kind of person that this gesture that a child did for me that like any child that's usually so wrapped up in their own business and their own thing like wouldn't think about something like this or like to want to do something like this so to me i was so emotionally overcome by this that like i treasure them and i will keep them forever (laughs) in in contrast all of the names were spelled wrong, and nobody really looked the way that they were supposed to right. <laughs> as people. And you could tell that they really only had one crayon to work with for the skin tone, which was not anybody's skin tone. <laughs> and like, And it was one of those things where I looked at it, and I was like, this is a treasure, and I love it. And my partner looked at it and went, he spelled my name wrong. <laughs>
4: <And> <laughs> I, I
0: mean, went- that's, that's a lopper, it's to a T. They are children. <laughs> They drew with a crayon. It was wrong. We don't all just eat carrots. No, didn't you hear that? And that's them? why we you're, love them you're so the much. are the children. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, that's true, too. But I'm just saying, they. that's why we love them aren't, so much. Aren't we We're all like, oh, children so deep hard. down? Yeah. I mean, compared to the ancient. But yeah, that's why people like them so much. They you They have that little kid energy where you're like, oh, you tried so hard. You know what? I can't be mad at you, even though we would literally it's, die it's that, if we, we were on this so hard, ship.
1: But just like the the way that they they tone stuff like stuff will get serious, and they'll be like, mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> yeah.
4: You know what I really like this about this section.
3: section? Mm-hmm. Every time Fusion does a Loperaid voice, I really pr- will treasure that for the rest <laughs> of my, mm-hmm. <laughs> my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But well, then that that's good because we're moving off of the moon for at least a little.
1: Anyway. bit.
0: Anyway. Yeah.
1: Let's uh, go back to old Charlayan.
3: First, really uh-huh. quick, just really quick. I was mad. This is where they took the flower away, right? Or was that later?
0: It was later because I think it evaporates okay. in Fafnir. I want to
3: say that. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is where they name it finally. Mm-hmm. And the watcher's like, hey, this name's important. Keep it in your yes. mind. And also the freaking Loprits being like, we have to tell you who our collaborators are. We're like, everybody knows, everyone knows.
2: <laughs> I like That was my biggest complaint about the story structure in that section. It's like, you literally get up there and you realize that the Loprits exist and you go, oh yeah, so this is who Charlene has been communicating yep. with. And then you spend four hours doing side quests To confirm like again when i overall say that the moon i think was narrative time poorly spent i i think it's because of that balance Mm -hmm. where it's like there is a certain extent to which you can push things beyond like yes i have figured it out but there's like a range of those people who may not have figured it out who may have fit you know and and who may need a little bit longer like in this case i was like Everyone. I'm done. We don't need it's, it. It's, we it's don't hard, need right? It's
1: because there's, there's, there's some people, right, where you really need to, like, spell it out for, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, other people pick up on the, the real subtle things, and you're never going to know which which people are where and which people will resonate more with with one thing or the other. Um, I just
3: love how Yishola rolls up and basically says what everyone's thinking.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Rabbit, we already knew. <laughs> that yeah. was hilarious, and I loved that, and it, like... Was immediate catharsis when she
2: was like, Yeah, no, we figured it out like three and a half hours ago. <laughs> and I was like, Yes, we did. And mm-hmm. do you acknowledge that. So, why is the narrative <laughs> like that? Because yeah. again, the discovery that Charlene has been working with the ancients mm-hmm. by extension, right? Like, because the Loperets are a product of the ancients and their worldview is based off of what Vinan sealed them with. Um, so, it's like that is a revelation if it had been something more so along the lines of like, their whole society was Mm -hmm. fundamentally affected by this and there's all this other stuff or all these other things or like, you know, there's been a secret society for ages within them that mimics the council or like whatever it was like, but that wasn't the case, right? Like there is a, a strong connection that has run for a long time between these nations and that no doubt influenced the formation and growth of Charlian, But again, it's like, this is not one of the core cruxes of this story, emotionally, narratively, like, yes, they need to get the ship and the ship has to happen. And that's important. But mm-hmm. again, if we're talking about the bigger picture stuff and the fact that every time we've talked about this section, it has always gone back to Zodiac. That is the narrative revelation on this. Moon. I think <laughs> so. I, like, yeah, the balance mm-hmm. is just weird in it.
1: I think, I think a way they could have fixed this, right? Cause obviously like, they, they want to have these quests on the moon, right? Narratively, like, it's, yeah. And any expansion, right, you get to the point where it's like, okay, here's, like, a new beast tribe or something that we're going to interact with. It always gets drawn out, right? Think back to, like, Heaven's Word and the Moogles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they could have fixed this really easily. Instead of, like, drawn out, yeah, we know. If, like, the first time you meet, she pulls out that book and there's just that big Charlayan logo right on the cover... And then you try and comment on it, be like, hey, isn't that? And she goes, all right, moving on. Let's go. And just like ignores it and like goes, I think that would have been great. They could have like, mm-hmm. ign- right, uh, throw it right out there. Yes, this is what it is. But then go do the other stuff without this long kind of drawn out. Like, okay, you know, we know even you've been working. Okay. Just, I think if they just addressed it there, made it a, a bit and then moved on, I think that would have worked better.
0: I don't know. I think the whole lop rip part is a bit to make you go. They're so cute. And I really wish I didn't have to do this right now. But they're so cute, so I'm just gonna ignore it and we'll just f- humor them for a bit and we'll get through this. Can I please go and figure out what's happening to the world? Because that's mm-hmm. how I you felt to... while I was playing through it. Yeah. yeah. Right? They they wanted you, you to feel that. Yeah.
4: I felt
3: bad when you had to beat them up too. Yeah. I like I don't have to fight them. I could just like you just like do the little hand to forehead thing and move them around and run away. Yeah.
0: They yeah. can't but catch up,
3: your legs are way too small.
0: They knew what they were about to do to you, so they had to give you a palate cleanser. They had to give you those old, familiar JRPG feelings of "please, I want to get through this quest," but they're so cute. Okay, I'll deal with here, them, here, and yeah. then they'll hit you with a steel chair. Yeah.
1: From from my my perspective, right? Because I'm I'm like the odd man out, right, for for yeah. a lot of these opinions here. I think, or at least it, you know, as as firm as I am in my beliefs of them. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, like it was just like I I didn't have that like crazy sense of urgency because mm. like the stuff with Zodiac, I'm like wow, that was dumb. Oh hey, cool rabbits. Like, I was like, oh my God, we got to get back. Like, because it just, it, the Zodiac stuff was so just whatever for me that I thought the rabbits were like really cool. Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: But I totally understand, like, that, you know, having that sense of urgency. Like, oh shit. Like, yeah. we done, what we done goofed. Happened?
0: Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> so, Charlene,
3: they uh, tell yeah. us to them, we go, we know, and we go back.
1: Uh, let's see
3: so when we get there we uh are met with like a f- outside of the forum meeting and they're like hey so like it's time to tell everybody the truth and they oh, yeah, break they, that they lift
1: they lift their their their, their, their the, the the enchantment yeah mm-hmm. I forget did we have a date for how long we knew yeah uh 270 years ago. Mm-hmm. When they spoke. I I wonder now. Was did Louis swa have that same enchantment? Did he know? Mm. Don't know. Yeah, could have.
2: It's possible. I mean, we know that uh, his son, so um, Fortunato, was actually like stationed in the mm-hmm. colony at the time, which is where the twins were born. Right, so. He was, uh, he had more direct connections to that colony specifically where this discovery was made in the mm-hmm. Anti Tower, right? Yeah, that's
1: true. Was was he on the forum? Yeah. I don't think he was. I don't
3: think everybody in the forum knew, right?
1: Everybody in the forum knew. Yeah, sure? all the members of the forum. Limited. All the members okay. of the forum.
0: That's why they, they had like the group enchantment. True. But Maybe
2: don't... I don't, just thinking, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, we don't know really, I think is the answer, to be honest. Mm. It's possible he could have been in the loop. Um, It's also possible that because he did cut ties with Mm Sharp, I mean, he obviously still had friends and allies there, but I mean, essentially when he went against the forum and went to mainland and got involved in in wartime, uh, a lot of his energies were really strongly directed towards these ancient ancient prophecies and Mm. the prophecies that Messiah Thousand Eyes had done. So he was so intent on, on stopping this calamity that I would say there's wiggle room that he was not put in the loop about this. But yeah. I also think that because of his just re- the respect <laughs> and his knowledge and everything else, I don't think
1: he was on the forum, but I'm checking. Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't sure. be
2: surprised. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it seems like you would have the greatest thinkers of your time. That would be a part of this. Um, if anything, I think the bigger question is, did Machoya know? because she's the one who has been an actual dedicated caretaker Mm -hmm. of the Mm. um of the anti-tower for ages so Mm -hmm. i mean if she knew i would say it's very likely she would have told louis so if if, how involved was she in that now she remains as the protector um theoretically because she knew what a significant place this was so
0: yeah yeah. that like their their deep motivations are something that we we just don't know yet. And exactly the timeline. What were you gonna say? I
2: just realized something. Yeah. He may have known, but he wouldn't have been enchanted. Because wasn't it the calamity itself that gave them the theory by retroactively studying the the memory loss of the ether influx. So like,
3: they may have known, I
2: think Mm -hmm. that was
3: just an example that he gave, of How it was naturally done. Mm -hmm. Because it would have been years and years and years and years ago that they put that memory block on them, and the Calamity was much more recent.
0: Mm. Yeah, I don't cool. know. That's that's something that it kind of, right after you come back from the moon, it kind of goes so quick there that you're like, what was the connotation of this spell? Did you find out if he was on the the forum? So what it does say
1: is that Louis uh-huh. so, was uh-huh. perhaps best known for his defiance of the Charlie informed stance on the avoidance of war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it doesn't say he wasn't, but it also doesn't say that
0: he was. I mean, he certainly wasn't on the forum after he started saying what he said. So no, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. It would have been a temporary stint on the forum, if anything. Yeah, very quickly. Yeah, Unknown. I don't
2: really know if we know when they adopted this as a method. It could have been, Mm -hmm. I mean, 250 years, 270 years, 70, yeah is enough for two generations uh you know three if we include alpha no alice you know and their generation so it's one of those things where um i mean even given extended lifespans of various races in Mm -hmm. eorzea it still i think would have wiggle room for either each generation to have been sworn into this as they were on the form or
4: right for there yeah. to have
2: been a period of time before they were doing something like this, it may very well be that these magics have been known for ages, but like they say, they were forbidden, so you don't do them. Or, you know, I, I'm i not sure. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, maybe, maybe yeah. even if they were forbidden, they still used them, but they couldn't talk about it. <laughs>
3: yeah. I think we can kind of assume that he wasn't on the forum. Yeah. Just from his defiance of the forum yeah.
1: stance.
0: Exactly. Well, Big assumption.
3: Big assumption. He could yeah. have at some point been on it like, been on no, the this forum. And and he they got were,
1: out. He's like, we should do this. And they were like, no. He's like, but we really should. And he goes, no. He's like, alright, cool. Fine. I'm gonna go like, bye. Bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so yeah, they, they break the spell. They, they basically say, hey, so like, we've been working with people on the moon. Because if the final days are coming, we need to GTFO. Mm-hmm. They have no idea that they're rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, could you imagine? Like it's like it's like having a pen pal, right? Yeah. Like like not not like an internet pen pal. Like you can't webcam right with them, right? But it's like that that old school like postal mail, right? Mm-hmm. And then you meet and you're like, wow, you're a lot less of a human than I thought yeah. you would be. <laughs>
0: I mean, people, people over a certain age would probably say, yeah, that that tended to happen. <laughs> exactly in those words. Oh, you're a lot less human than I thought you would be. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, let's see. Mm.
3: It's uh, also then when the twins realize what their father is doing and why he was such a dick.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, basically, basically oh. what happened is like they were born and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh right, the world's ending. I mean, I need to like get on this because I have kids now, and now paternal instincts and all and all of that. So I mean that. That's on... uh-huh.
4: yeah.
0: I was just gonna say that's a hundred percent believable too. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my goodness! It's all kind of a sudden, at this, it's at this point though you realize that that little hope
1: you had at the end of the last patch, you're like, oh, they're not gonna let me punch him now, are they? <laughs> like that op, that op that 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 it came and gone. Like there was there.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's decide. there's always a chance.
2: It's good in this scene. I it's funny because I was really curious the whole time that I was playing about how far they were gonna push what it meant that Charlene had not shared this information. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I was going through it and I was like, how much of a villain are they going to paint Charlene as? And that mm-hmm. was a big question, right? Like sure. there's so much mystery and build up to this. It felt like it was one of those things where and then we're going to find out that they've decided that only people from their own nation deserve to live in the future because they themselves uphold ideals that the rest of the world as
0: mm-hmm. heathens
2: don't. Or like I was really expecting something like that. So in the scene, I was a little bit like unsure at first because i was going wait but are they specific like are they specifically saying that everyone on this planet will be able to do this what are the repercussions of who gets to be on the ship Mm -hmm. and who doesn't where are these questions coming from the crowd like they can't fit everyone on the planet in this vessel so how do they decide um you know they said they're reaching out to their nearby neighbors so i had all these questions but at the same time i was also incredibly relieved that it seemed like they were not just evil because right. is cool and I want to hang out there and like I want the <laughs> you know I want to like you know be able to be there and role play characters from there and stuff like that and like obviously there had to be a resolution right. so the bigger question does become like is our world worth fighting for yeah. which you see represented through the twins which I did really I I liked that ultimately in the moment mm-hmm. at first I was shifting gears in my brain though like wait 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 yep. wait wait
0: Is my my fave problematic? Is my fave gonna be problematic or not, (laughs) right? No, okay, cool. They're not the most assholes that they could be. All right, that's good.
3: I need you guys' better memories than mine to help me. I wrote down Mm -hmm. this quote uh, that Alphano says, to ignore the plight of those uh, one might conceivably save is not wisdom, it is indolence. Mm -hmm. That's come up before, yes? I feel like that might be a Louis-Swa, yeah. It is directly a Louis-Swa quote from an old
2: short story that actually Mm -hmm. dives into the relationship between Louis-Swa, Fourcheneau, and the twins, uh, where they're reflecting on his death and having Mm -hmm. lost their grandfather. Um, And they talk about uh, a major argument that they witnessed between their grandfather and Fourcheneau Uh, Before Louis Sois decided to, like, right before he set foot on a boat to go Mm -hmm. and do this thing with Oriange and his other, you know, apprentices and to go out into the world and become a part of this conflict to try and avert the calamity. And um, he, like, some of the last words he ever said to Fortunaud were these words. Mm -hmm. So the twins parroting this back to him.
1: Yep. (laughs) Woo! The back of, like, Fortunaud's head is just like, oh, damn it, dad, what did you teach my kids?
3: Uh. <laughs> and then I love, uh, additionally, Alize's little little moment, little, we're gonna fix this, see if we don't. Yeah. Alpha we no going this. all, hoity-toity, Alize going all, screw you, dad, we got this. Yep. Uh, and all right. They make it so, that we, we don't have to talk about it a whole lot, but I do want to bring up our little uh, like you get to pick your friend who comes visit you the night before you. Go I to
1: loved this scene. And uh, as soon as I finished this quest, I immediately went back to view all the other options. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: I didn't. I was saving them for all the other playthroughs I wanted to do. Oh, yeah. okay. well, that
0: makes sense too. That's fair. That's oh, fair. then don't
3: don't read them.
2: Oh, oh no, no no no! I don't care. I don't mind. I don't mind because okay. I do think it's it's important to talk about all of them in case other people yes. are like me. But. Okay. So who picked who?
1: <sighs> who did I pick first? I picked
3: Justinian. Okay. Who I can't I remember because like has... I, I like
1: as soon as it the the option popped up. Mm-hmm. My brain was immediately like, "Okay, as soon as we do one, we're gonna go back and watch all the other ones." Right. I, I might have picked Yish or Alize first, but I don't remember.
0: Yeah, I picked Alphano first just because of uh, what we had just done. Right. So I wanted mm-hmm. to. Get it, his... I might have gone down the list. I might have just gone yeah. down the list. I wanted to get his uh, reaction because also I knew cuz it's a video game and that's that's one of like that's one of the things that I keep getting on in this story. You know it's a video game so you can redo it. You know it's a video game so they had to build it brick by brick. It mm-hmm. changes the way you interact with the story. So that's why I picked Alpha now. If I had what my character would have done, it's 100% Alisa. Like my character and Alisa are basically the same spirit. Like I just want to punch things. So like it's one of those things where it, it kind of says something about your character, but it also, you could have just done the video game thing. Sure. I don't know.
2: Do you remember who you picked Rick? Yeah, I picked Ishola, mm-hmm. which was actually kind of surprising to me because like, given my natural inclination towards characters, I would have gone for Graha or Astinian yeah. probably. Yeah. Uh, maybe Alfa as well, because like, I was thinking, or Alice is one of my favorites, I was thinking mm-hmm. about the twins because of all the stuff that had just happened right. with their parents as well. Yeah. But I ended up leaning towards Ishtola because i felt like there was so much she could say you know Mm -hmm. i was like everything with all the revelations we've learned about ether about um you know the world about the primals about Charlian. about i i was going oh i wonder if she'll have something to say and she's Mm -hmm. one of the ones we've been on this journey you know for a long time with so i picked her and she probably wouldn't have just innately been my My choice, and I don't know if, in the end, I really felt like I thought her scene was as resonant as I wanted it to be. But like, I also was really happy
3: to see her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I picked Stinian, and oddly, I feel sort of the same way. Like, I feel like of all of the scenes, his is maybe the most impactful. Yeah. If I'm looking at it from like a an analytic way, if I'm looking Mm -hmm. at it from a, you are not wearing your armor kind of way. (laughs) I, I got a little bit (laughs)
1: <laughs> and the award for that? most wardrobe changes goes to. <laughs> Did you see
3: those fine hips as he sauntered
2: to the window and jumped? I have mm-hmm. not he done is... all the cutscenes, but I have seen that. Yeah. He is the
3: Several only times.
4: one who <laughs> actually
3: comes in your room. Every single one of mm-hmm. them, you're like, want to come in and talk. They're like, no, 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 I'm not going to bother you. Ascinian's like, no, nah, I'm not going to bother you. And then he's like, just kidding. I'm going to totally walk through your room and make an exit through your window. And I'm like, I have so many <laughs> conflicting feelings about this right now. <laughs> Ascinian's
1: <laughs> like, Alphano's by the main door. I'm going to walk out the window. No. yeah
3: Yeah. it it is cute that he he says he's trying to avoid the twins Uh (laughs) but yeah no he he basically talks like he's he comes in and talks to you like a bro and it's like hey we're gonna go fight if you need me I can do that I can fight don't hesitate
4: bye Um, yeah
3: Justola does the the sort of like uh, hey so like I'm gonna watch your ether if you feel bad Mm -hmm. let me know squad mom um, Graha, I think, probably affected me the most.
0: Mm, mm-hmm.
3: Followed by Thancred because, uh, Graha's like, we're gonna have like a journey and it's gonna be so good. And he, I feel like, um, physically emoted the most, even sure, just yeah. like where it starts. Mm-hmm. He's like fidgeting, like he's nervous to bother. Yeah, you. he oh, doesn't want to
0: be there. Yeah, wow.
3: it's so cute, but Thancred. Talks about how they have to save the world because if they don't, that everything they did for Rain was for nothing and he mm-hmm. can't have that happen. And I was like, oh God, oh my god, mm. dad, no. Ugh. yeah. Dad, no, dad. Oh <sighs> uh,
2: yeah, I I honestly love that they even had this story beat. Mm-hmm. I am such a sucker for those little moments. And we got a ton of them this expansion. The I talked about the like eating together Pickles. moments before. I Pickles. love all Pickles. that stuff. It's so cute. Um I do think that because I'm greedy and I love these characters so much, I would have loved if they like all came into your room and you got to like really have some kind of heartfelt talk with them and like pick different dialogue options to kind of for once say what that character means to you, to them in some way, even mm. if it didn't go like romantic or stuff like that. Right. But yeah, to kind of like recap your journey with them and be able to share those beats. But it would have been sweet. It would have been you so d- you sweet. You just tell but- all
1: of them to get out. It's like, all right, everybody out. I need a minute with Graha, just everybody, out. <laughs> yeah,
2: everybody get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Not you. You stay. <laughs> like, you no, stay. I, <laughs> okay. I, I love this regardless. And I think it was such a great thing to put in here. In such a great detail. Even if I'm like, yeah. I just want more always.
3: 110%. Mm-hmm. I was bummed I didn't get to talk to Urianje. That's probably partially why I picked Destiny. And I was like, you're the next elf. You can stay. Because he's, oh still, like, on the he's
2: you're still on the moon. He's still on the moon. Yeah. Oh. It would have been great if they even let you just call him on like a link yeah. pearl or something. Yeah. I don't know if link pearls work on the moon. Well, you could maybe I don't know. What's the
1: reception? Uh, do the they line. do they have a do they have a pearl <laughs> tower on the moon? Uh.
3: We did get that little talk with him before we left the moon, so it's kind of yeah. a little bit there, but no, there was no Ureange option and I was bummed about
0: that. Yeah. That that did suck. It what does if seem he came in and
3: he read your cards for you? That would have been <laughs> the cutest would be so cute. <laughs> I want that. <sighs> Yoshi P. I'm Yoshi P. Please make that a mini game for an event. Maybe the next Rising or do, something.
1: Do, uh, mm-hmm. do, uh, have a Rianjay show up for Valentine's Day? They do, like, the card game Vega. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just have him, like, I'm randomly still, show up in Gridania. Mm-hmm. I'm Done. still
2: over here advocating for an astrologian tarot card reading minigame system like bards have playing music. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be so cool. I would love that so much. But that's a totally different topic, but I would love mm-hmm. it. So thank you. Gishan, please and thank you.
1: <laughs> it's like, ah, the death card. I'm going to miss a heal on you in the next raid. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, all right. Sue. So,
4: mm-hmm.
1: um, after that, uh, Sky turns red in Thavnir. It's happening. We knew Bad it was going to happen. It's here. Things are going down. Um,. And so the final days have come to Thavnir. The, the the sky is red. It's rain and fire, um. Which we kind of we, we kind of knew this would happen. We've we've mm-hmm. seen some images, right? I mean, it's in the trailer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's the dungeon. We knew that. We knew this was coming. I was, I was actually know, I'm surprised right. this
2: happened so late. Me too. I thought we would literally start the expansion yeah. in like the middle of crisis. Mm. You know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I no. that, yeah, that I minded. I was
3: just kind of surprised.
0: I knew that we wouldn't, because Zodiac was still there. Like that, yeah. mm. when when they said in Shadowbringers that Zodiac was the reason why the end of days does it stop happening or didn't happen, like then we can't have it if Zodiac's here. So I I was like, is like, when is the end going to happen? So like once we killed it and they were like oh it's going to happen somewhere i was like here go that's why okay that makes sense because you literally can't have the end if he is still there
2: yes mm. i agree yeah. i agree i like i think i had felt as though the towers would be sure. more of an yeah. active immersive threat you know sure. which is but you bring up in the exact point yes the final days could not happen again in the way that mm-hmm. they had yeah. unless the arc was gone um, or whatever will he exerted yeah. with gone. Like, yeah, I still think they exactly. could have had Xenos fuse with him and That's then just I decide he wasn't mm-hmm. going to take care of the planet.
4: That's which what I thought. Have,
2: like, I honestly think that would have been perfect. And then he wouldn't yeah. have even had to do the Shinryu thing later. And like, you know what I mean? I,
0: it would have been much better to force us to do something, right. To force us to seek out Hydaelyn yeah. and do whatever. But anyway.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny. I want to go back to and mention real quick, um, uh-huh. I know we uh, we did the media tour, right? And we yeah. had this this little note that's like we've set the 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 weather in Thavner to be like clear skies so that it'll mm-hmm. be good for pictures and stuff. And I'm thinking, yeah, because you don't want to show that fiery final day sky in the media tour, do you? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I thought the atmosphere was pretty effective. Oh especially yeah, oh like, yeah. This next section probably launched like for me, the real momentum of the yes. expansion yes, like absolutely. this section and on, I was engrossed mm-hmm. and the music I have to give a special shout out to the like final days year. I did the dungeon as well. but mm-hmm. that tune, like as we get further into this zone, that yeah. paired with everything else really did make me go like, oh my gosh, it's really this is it. And of course, it's tough because in this kind of game, I do find myself wishing again that like when you were on that instance of the map, like everything was on fire and Mm -hmm. there were like a whole bunch of NPCs that were just running around panicked and like, and you can't do that in an MMO to the extent where like, you know, there's not going to be special fates that pop up in that, you know, instance, Mm -hmm. because of course you're going to move past it. Of course, nobody's going to be in that at some point. Like, so I get it, but I feel like with what they had, they really did a great job in this section, just like Mm -hmm. selling me with yeah. the narrative and everything um, else I, yeah.
1: i'm not crazy yeah. about how we got to it but once we got there um like this this was like the threat yeah right like we we you know like the sky is on fire people are turning mm-hmm. i think vanaspati was probably uh like thematically like the one of like the darkest dungeons in this expansion yeah. I, th- I thought it was such a great my favorite one, dungeon yeah, yeah the, the music really is great, great. The, the tone is great um yeah maybe it it Takes a few seconds here and there to to play out some story stuff when people would otherwise you know be wanting to play mama mama. <laughs> yeah. uh, like holy shit! Like some of the yeah. stuff that they do here is just insane. And then you get to the there's that final area where it's like you can kind of overlook and you see like the city and it's lit up. It's just, it's just it's just it's a gorgeous dungeon. Um, but let's see. I think that's are we are we quite there yet? Yeah, no. we
0: were close. Yeah. It's hard to stay in order of the story. We just want to talk you about know, all the
1: cool things. Yeah,
0: all the all the actual <laughs> big part. Because yeah, we go back. Um, what we do, we, little, even do uh, yeah.
3: we get another little uh, vignette with Graha where he tells us yep. where it's from. Yes, mm-hmm. and Corvo's and how Corvo's Corvo's Corvo's. Corvos. Here's here's
1: here's a fun drinking yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Go go through replay Endwalker again. Take a drink every time. Graha says Corvos.
2: <laughs> I really am genuinely curious because they gave us so much lore about Corvos, mm-hmm. the fact that it's like an Imperial province, it's ties to ancient Alec. It very much could have just been something we needed to have fleshed out about Graha. Like that's absolutely fine. Um, but it did feel like they mentioned it one too many times for it to not mm-hmm. at some point show yeah. up as a map. You know what it, I
3: mean? Kind of in yeah. like a, what is that place where we do all the robot fighting? You know, that looks super Greek.
0: Oh, um, some turn cliff turn yeah. Oh, okay. I'm like, like
3: what? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. it's a name that I can't remember. Turncliff.
4: Yes, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh, Corvo... I seen... Oh, go ahead.
2: Oh, I just said I see in chat that people are maybe using it being the next relic zone kind of thing. And it I would I make it. a lot
0: of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know another place that we had heard Corvo's before was the magic carpet. Like it specifically is one of the uh, only other places where you see Corvos because uh. they made it. And like, it's one of those places where it's like, is this where the, I have always wanted the Spellblade. We have the the Red Mage, but we have like Landis, we have Spellblades, we have Corvos, which is Aleg, me, near Eastie. I'm like, give me Corvos and give me a Spellblade, but that's fine.
3: <laughs>
4: or Geomancer
0: or something, you know? That kind sure. of Near East feel really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: am I mistaken in my interpretation that Corvos is actually where the Garleans originally come from?
0: Yes, I think it's somewhere nearby because uh, they call it
3: Ulysses Ulyss mentions people being from there at some point and yes. being driven out. Yes. I don't know if that's yeah. where they were originally from, but that's sort
4: of yeah. Where I, I there kind
3: of feel like I've gotten that impression too mm-hmm.
2: but I don't yeah I'm not sure if it's exactly there or if it is somewhere nearby because nearby I believe previously you know they just said um as far as the continent went right um there was kind of like a vague general thing in lore that they had come from the warmer southern half and been pushed across the mountain range to the north so it is tied together yeah,
0: so I, I a- it could be. They have a name for that place too, and I can't remember it right now, but they said uh, that they were driven out of Someone in chat had it. Uh yeah. Lucas um, L- uh, Amor or something. Amin- Aminus. 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 And yeah, that was the south, you know, before they got pushed all the way up into the mountains because they had no yeah. magic. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's somewhere generally down there in that area. It might be like a swath, you know, a whole region. That I kind of pictured part I, of, but yeah. In
1: my brain I pictured it just like as an island south of Radzadhan.
0: Oh, what Corvos is?
1: Yeah, is that like, not right? Yeah, is, I, it on, is it on the continent?
0: I th- I thought it was south of Roswell. I think it's on the continent because they mention it being very fertile, like yeah. like pastoral. And mm. the, if if it was a big island, sure. But if it's really like pastoral plains, I think of on the continent. But I don't know. I don't. I don't. I also, know I also say that. in this, and and yeah. I want to make a note that it's it's
1: been almost two months since I played
0: through the expansion right. now. So yeah. it's it's been a while. Um, well, that's. Uh, that's a question once... We, uh, I mean, we'll see, right? 6.1 is coming, and we'll see if that's where we go or not.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that's when they'll they'll take the clouds off the damn map. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, why are they still uh, there? What, what is there to hide? Who's hiding it? Like, what?
3: I need a full map. I have yeah. the, the old cloud map up on the wall, and while it is beautiful, I would like to be able to see under the cloud.
1: hmm Yeah, yeah. Um let's see
3: uh, at that point they sort of fill us in on the blasphemies how they're showing up uh, yeah and so how they think why
1: yeah basically instead of uh right because we don't have creation magic right the whole thing in yeah. with the final days was it would manipulate creation magic and that's how the things mm-hmm. got made um here it just straight up turns people that like freak out and lose control mm-hmm. of themselves they turn into what they are calling uh, blasphemy. Um, yeah, and so that starts to happen, um, and you know it, it starts with one, and then it, uh-huh. you know everybody sees that and freaks out, and then they turn, and um, I think...
2: it's that sort of like crowd mentality, you know, right. yeah, that's almost yeah, yeah, yeah. in a sense, a predominant uh-huh. emotion. Yeah,
1: I'm trying yeah, to remember. The... Was the cutscene in mm-hmm. in Rods at Han, Is that before or after the dungeon?
3: Which cutscene?
2: It is after. After,
1: you know,
0: yeah.
2: So you're talking about okay. the yeah, one. You're yeah. Talking about- yeah, because they, so they, we arrive in Rod's, uh, hold on, I'm thinking through now. We arrive, uh, in Thavnair. After
1: people, mm-hmm. okay. After the dungeon, yes. okay. Yeah. Yes,
2: yes, 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 yes. And then we end up meeting with Ahiwan, um, mm-hmm. Yes, I see. Okay, sorry, I was going through. Yes, so Ahawan tells you that there's mm-hmm. this huge monstrosity that's threatening everybody, which is the big blasphemy. That's yeah, when you go through that's the dungeon. Right. That's the dungeon. And then you come back after the dungeon uh, to tell Ahawan that the big blasphemy is done and gone. And then um, Ahawan announces to the people, which is when everything goes to hell. There's, just, there's, just,
1: there's somebody got on top of that building where the jump puzzle is. They just took a big fan and just this big bag of manure. And they just... <laughs> Right through, <laughs> um, we see people starting to turn. There was like, like, Ahabon gets like eaten,
0: yes. so
1: like, he's gone. <gasps> There's like, like, a like a kid that g- turns into a blasphemy and then gets stepped on by another. Like, holy mm-hmm.
3: shit, that was yep. rough. That was definitely one of the times where I'm like tears just this mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. like like they are
1: not like this is one of the few times in the expansion where they were like they're like okay we're gonna like really go for yeah feels hard home. and they 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 landed it like perfectly oh um, it kills
2: me and there's so the whole thing kicks off because a woman uh we find out that there's like an attack at Pelican mm-hmm. Stand and a woman an old woman says like you know my grandson is there mm-hmm. and she starts to panic because they've just seen what has happened oh. and the death And so she transforms and everybody transforms. Um, And in this scene, it's amazing because like, I wanted to mention that note because of something that happens right after, but Mm -hmm. also one of the things that I loved about this scene is not only is it brutal and jarring and like in in the best ways, but Graha's characterization in this is also so good. Like showing the experience he has as a leader, literally having faced like, for a lifetime mm-hmm. essentially, um, you know, a flood of ether and a calamity and sin eaters and stuff that did turn people into other things. And like to see him step up and take command like the exarch would, I was like,
1: <gasps> yeah, and I, and I think this yes. is this is great because I think I think it serves two points. One is to remind you that Shadowbringers was a thing, he was a leader, mm-hmm. um, because because like largely, like, you don't do a lot yeah. of stuff with the first of this expansion, which. Uh, kind of understandable but also kind yeah, of weird. But certainly. anyway, uh so that and then the other part of that I think is to be like a huge plot flag for like hey, so like he's a good leader. I wonder if Corvos could use some <laughs> leadership. Corvos? Corvos. I really
3: like this part. I really like this part. <laughs> because, Have we mentioned uh,
1: Corvos yet? I've
3: heard a lot of people explain that yeah. he goes from um <laughs> You know, being Probably the exarch either. to to being yeah. to being this little like, oh, I'm I'm excited by everything in the world, and I love the warrior of light, and I love the city and it's like no, he's just enjoying himself. The exarch is still in there, and when he needs it, here it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, it's just one of the facets of his character. Yeah. And honestly, I think it would be weirder if they just made him twenty four seven be this kind of sweet, funny, fidgety, naive, yeah. I want to go on adventures with you character because that is who he is, right? Like he is reconciling essentially two disparate mm-hmm. lifetimes. And so like on one hand, yes, there the version of himself that he ended up morphing back into was like, a young man that got Mm -hmm. frozen into this tower who was at his peak of wanting to do things in the world and explore his history and all this stuff. But then he lived literally another lifetime. He raised the equivalent of a grandchild. He had like, Uh, you know, it's... Can we slow down for a sec? I
1: think our
3: stream is getting spotty. Our stream
1: is... uh, We're getting some dropped frames here. Oh, no.
0: There's too much.
3: There's too much. Too much! Let's... I don't know why... (laughs) Gold Stars is fusion queuing on stream again.
1: No, I learned my lesson last
0: time. (laughs) Well, we were just talking about the final days, and then... Yeah, that's what it was. Mm -hmm.
2: That's it. This is the final days on Twitch, yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Chat's talking about
2: important business while we're waiting for it to clear up, namely uh, which of these pions you can take on a date. Uh, Mm. (laughs) So, well done, chat. Proud of you. You're all doing great. Thank
1: you. I, I mean, just, we already know,
3: get to dress up those guys we deliver stuff to. Why can't we just uh, have... I just, like, just want to say... Even just friend dates. Just friend dates with our mm-hmm. friends.
1: Shout yeah. out Shout out to whoever our on the roommates. graphics team mm-hmm. uh, made that hamburger. Because as yeah. soon as like, you see Graha holding it, you can tell. That thing has multiple layers to it. Mm-hmm. Somebody made like the t- the pickles separately, the patty separately. Yeah. And I'm just like... Well how does he done. get his tiny
3: little cat boy on mouth that burger. on that giant
2: burger? <laughs> he's, he's a small boy, but he got a big appetite. And then
1: and then uh-huh. and then Ali say just channeling my energy. I'm like, pickle. No. <laughs> get out of here with that pickle.
0: Um, I have a all right. question. It looks like th- we're good. Okay. I think we're good. I think question? we're good. All right. No, I won't, and then she I won't. If, the
3: cookie. She go said, ahead. Go ahead, cookie. go ahead. Okay. Like, get it out of right, your system.
0: Sure. If you don't like pickles, right? Do you also not like mustard? This is a question that I ask everyone. It's true. It's not a. It's not think like a the personality thing. It's just it's it's a it's a theory I have. You
3: just gotta think about it.
0: Yes. Like this is a really hard question. So here's. It, it depends, right? Like
1: uh-huh. by itself,
0: no. Sure. Right.
1: Like in certain am situations. I gonna, am maybe. I just okay. gonna like eat a pickle? Probably not. I'm not against uh-huh. eating it, but if I had like an option to, sure. Eh, probably not like just like like tomato like you know if you make like a like a tomato salad right get some cheese mm-hmm. and some some vinegars or sure. right, right, whatever not I, what, my favorite I thing say. like i wouldn't eat just a tomato but like if you put a tomato on a burger
0: yeah sure no i just <laughs> wanted to know if you didn't like pickles you also didn't like mustard because that's a cluster of dislikes in people
3: Interesting. yeah i it, like vinegar the vinegary... sour thing yes yeah me too that's you all give me that's... mustard. give me pickles put it right. on something uh, but yeah i'll usually
0: put, I'll put when I all ask that people. On a... yeah if they really dislike one of them, they also really dislike the other. That's why I was asked. It's just a hmm. cluster for some reason.
3: Interesting. Interesting. I've heard him. Yeah. I've heard him go down this line of
0: questioning. It's almost a hundred percent. Like, and it's, it's a sample size of like 50 people now. It's am
1: chat, chat, let us know. Are you, are you pro pickle or are you, are you on Alice a, uh, with, with <laughs> team, team, no pickle, let us know.
3: Meanwhile, I would eat a pickle, but I'm not that fond of burgers. Pickle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah right? How do you not like burgers? burgers uh, I don't like them. I didn't say don't like them. I said I'm not that fond of them. I had bl- a lot of a lot of bad burgers. Just yeah, like I mean, I've had a true. lot of bad burgers. It's, it's you got to eat a better burger. A burger. Yeah.
4: On, yeah. On behalf
1: burger, of the entire but world, but I, I be, apologize uh-huh. that you've had bad hamburgers. <laughs> I gotta
3: be in the mood for a burger. I have to wake up in the morning and be like, I think it's a burger. I see. <laughs> I see.
1: Yeah, I, I see. This Did is we? the downside All of right. starting starting these shows at noon my time, yeah. because I oh. always eat after, mm-hmm. usually. Yeah. I mean, I had breakfast, but okay. it's like, damn, I want a burger so bad right now.
3: I mean, but also when we start, it's 3 o'clock my time, so it's already dinner time here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
1: All right, like let's, door, this. let's get back to it. To so it. Keep going. Okay, let's yeah, keep I going. think we're good. Everything's slowed down. All right. All right. <laughs> Uh, where even were we? I just my brain, oh, is Graha. We were talking about grahatia and
2: Perhaps. how we liked pretty the, much the coolest, yes. And the reconciliation of both grahatia the person, and the exarch as a person, and how those two lifetimes I think mm-hmm. are all in one character. And so, to actually see him get to like draw on that experience as the exarch, loved it, loved it. Mm-hmm. Great, mm-hmm.
3: He, a and I boy, did wanna... he a good man,
2: oh, he a good man, yes. Uh, I wanted to mention, unless anybody else had anything specific to say about that scene with Ah Ahawan's death and everything. Mm -hmm. Ugh. I think that sums it up, right? Ugh. (laughs) Uh, Ugh. One of the things that got me in my playthrough is that that elderly woman who Mm -hmm. uh, is talking about her grandson, I literally was leaving the city and I said, if they make me kill her grandson, I'm gonna be so sad. And the very first... The very first monster you fight yep. has these lines that are like, grandmother, grandmother. And I was like,
0: you yep.
3: jerk. Gwenly. You <laughs> knew
0: it. You knew they were going to do. It.
3: <sighs> got me. That got me. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I did not stop crying. Like <laughs> from the moment that little boy turned into a monster and got smashed.
1: I wasn't crying, but I was <sighs> like, Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> No, just like I
3: water, water all the time. Dehydrated mm. from the amount of tears going down my face. I actually did stop at some point and had to like put eye drops in just because <laughs> my eyes were so dry from
1: Damn. crying.
0: Uh, I mean, it's a bleak portion of the MSQ. Like this it whole.
3: Is.
2: They set it up in such a way that it also like I wasn't crying quite yet. Mm -hmm. because i still was in a hero mode right and i think that's Mm -hmm. what got me in this section like i was like we got to go we got to go we're gonna save Mm -hmm. them! we're gonna save them we're gonna save them and like i was saying that until the couple died and i like Mm -hmm. i remember a distinctive moment and we'll get there but like i remember a distinctive moment in the zone where i went
3: i we we like I was saying last time, it, it gives us failure after failure after mm-hmm. failure, and this is like just, we bam 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 this. failure. Oh. oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's, there there's some
2: good points yeah. in this in this as well. Some highlights. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I did want to mention just about this though is that where we head in this part of the story, I think, is so fantastic. Um, we were talking about maps that make really good use of their locations in the setting mm-hmm. and everything, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. way that they use that in the story. Um, I think Thavnir is like i mean not not necessarily because of everything but like as a culmination of a map and the way that it is used in the narrative i think that Thavnayir is the Mm -hmm. best used map in the entire expansion Mm -hmm. because this like region that you go into um i had a little lore note about this because it's it's the part that you can't go into before this moment and when you go into it it's the shroud of sumga which is like In and of itself, when I was doing media tour stuff, I was trying to break down. I was like, what does this mean? What Mm -hmm. is it, you know? And we learned that there is this history of war and conflict um, and loss and death that occurred. So places like Palakka's Stand, we can kind of assume, probably did have some sort of historical context within the region. But shroud as a term can also refer to like a burial sheet or like something that obscures something from vision literally like the jungle itself does from underneath but it's oftentimes also used as like the idea of a shroud like a burial shroud a funerary shroud um and then it also has this connection into uh, a sanskrit word that means like assembly community and then it mm-hmm. also has connotations in buddhism where it refers to the actual like monastic family of monks and nuns, uh, where it, you know like the the community and family of the orders um, who decided to dedicate themselves to studying and and spirituality are referred to as some the sumga. So. I thought all these layers in this one zone with Mm -hmm. this one name, it just like is worth mentioning because it sets the tone not only for the history of Thavnair, but also for like the religious aspect in this area, but also for the people of Thavnair and the community. And then the terrible loss. And like, it's just like, oh my gosh, I had to just mention that as a lore nerd moment, because I Mm -hmm. think this map is so brilliant um, and how they use it in the story. Just so good. It's so good.
0: Yeah, I mean Thavner being where it starts to happen is probably the best idea that they had because of the zone, because of the people, because of Buddhism, because it makes a lot of sense for them to be the first to figure out how to get through the despair as well. Right? Because we're talking mm-hmm. Buddhism, we're talking, you know, that that sense of yes, there is joy and there's sorrow. You're an idiot if you don't think that there's going to be both, right? It's just so thematically wonderful that it happens there. But yeah, you got to go through the ringer. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and they put and us right through it.
2: The idea of suffering is yeah. also something that mm-hmm. is so big. It's so intrinsic in a lot of, um, you know, Buddhist discussion yeah. of philosophy and things like that. So yes,
3: it's like, it's all right there. It's mm-hmm. so good. And they they actually do that, that prayer once... You get yes. everybody out of stand and into the temple area. And it echoes quite creepily uh, answers.
4: Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Here we go again.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And Even even the first line, know this, my children. Mm-hmm. Who is that old god who said this? I think we
0: know. <laughs> right. Yeah.
3: Ach, I have the whole thing if you guys want, but we, we don't necessarily need to go through it. Right. Um, did we skip past the part where... The guy from the uh Kalzal, when we get to Thavnir in the first place, the he guy did. who's trying mm-hmm. his best as a merchant to like keep yes. things together, he's mm-hmm. the first one to fall.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he we did skip over
4: that
2: in in lieu of all the excitement of that big scene, but yes, we do find out that Kalzal was the final boss of
3: that dungeon and that I'm he glad glad we did into get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we got that throwback. Poor that guy, I wish that he'd been able to persevere through, but like mm-hmm. it felt weird that it was just. There, floating off and and wasn't significant anyway. So I'm really mm-hmm. glad they brought that back in.
1: Yeah, I just this, the whole Thabner sequence is just crazy. And and then the way that they some of the last stuff here
0: mm-hmm.
1: with with Matziah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my
1: god. Uh,
0: we
3: we don't save the mom. We dive in. We do not save the mother. We barely save the child. It is dying. So so, so basically, what, what happens back. is
1: you're you're looking for the this this couple and their their newborn child. Um, dad's dead. Mom's running with the baby. Um, gets cornered by the Font of Maya, uh, which is like that mm. that pool. Um, Alise and Alphonso show up. We're like, yeah, and we're then the thing just like whatever. And then the mom's like, uh, I'm gonna throw a rock at you you do what you think is best. Um, yeah. she gets her head basically just gets like crunched. She gets thrown into the font. We immediately dive in. Yeah, She's already no. gone. And so immediately, no like, okay, where's the kid? Uh, you bring it back up. Uh, the, the mob is dealt with. You take it to Alphano to get healing. And just the way that Ali say, says this one line, she's so cold. Yeah. just like goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you give it there to Matsya. Are times, mm-hmm. oh,
3: there are times in this expansion where the voice actors just do such an amazing job. Not that they're not great to begin with. Yeah. There are lines that Alice says. There are lines that especially Yishtula says that right. just mm-hmm. hit me right in the heart so just They just hard. They
1: really are just full of just that Ugh. emotional weight to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you give the, the baby to Matsya. Matsya is running back to stand The baby starts getting Pretend, blasphemy yeah. cloudy and you're just like oh god don't have like a baby blasphemy right like this you know this
3: actually bothered me a little
1: okay. and
3: and I've, I've talked about this with friends and they they disagree with me to a point How's a baby know what ultimate suffering is how do baby how do baby know
2: right. i agree in that I, th- hmm. I think
3: there is a difference between
2: i mean okay i think there's two ways to view this A baby probably feels things in an incredibly primal way. And because Mm -hmm. they have no intel, well, they have intelligence, but you know what I mean? They have no structure of thought. Mm -hmm. Like they have no language. They have no, like they are a purely emotional creature. So Mm -hmm. on one hand, I can see that a baby's equivalent of like emotional distress could make them more volatile in this situation. Mm -hmm. Um, On the other hand, I do also think that despair is something that is a very complex thing as opposed Mm -hmm. to like basic needs so like i am sad because i am cold you know i am sad because i am hungry i cry i'm a baby like versus the complex processing of hope despair suffering experience context to where I think you can argue either way, but Zen, I agree with you that in the moment, Mm -hmm. given the greater context of what despair means, I didn't, I wasn't sold on the baby. The thing thing that
3: people argued Mm -hmm. uh, with me was, uh, Matsu is holding the baby and he's he's talking to himself. He's freaked out. The baby can probably feel like how -hmm. freaked out this person is. They hear the tone of voice. Babies get that. Mm-hmm. So that was the argument that I heard that kind of made me go, all right. Sure. All right, we get, I get into I
1: mean plus the it was just knocked
0: into into a pool. Yeah. You know. It's cold. Yeah. I mean, we get into the metaphysics of why despair causes the end. And like that you you could go real deep into it. To me, the first thing that I think of is you don't want to be there anymore and you have creation magic, right? Everybody does. Everybody has some aptitude for it, and it's basically an unmaking of. You're just so distraught that you just want to be unmade, and that I
3: wanna, I wanna completely to the the destroys things.
0: Uh-huh. You give up. Yeah, you, Despair, you would like you're to be. Yeah,
3: I could see. I could see the baby also be like, "Well, that's I'm it. I'm obviously not actually thinking. Well, yeah. I'm dying." but yeah, it's just, the the yeah. baby is. Physically, mentally giving up. You right. can't do anything. It and is there's also up. the bigger
2: question, and this is something we'll have to talk about way down mm-hmm. the road, because Median's influence in this, I yeah. also think may or may not be important. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know for sure. It is very much possible that, like, yes, it is just this thing that happened mm-hmm. specifically because of this emotion. But it is also possible that Medion looks for the same feeling mm-hmm. that she herself feels. And then to spare those that feel it, you know, she like she has an active element mm-hmm. in in converting them. Right. Yeah. Because she's like taking everybody's energy and hoarding it up in this big ball of suffering. <laughs> right. And so like I mean- she is like in a sense playing an active role with this and like she does at the end make some comments that are kind of yeah. about like i myself hastened you know mm-hmm. i because of my mindset and our shared mindset as a as a group did but that's right again far yeah. down the road and i think like
3: either way the effect is the same it doesn't really, mm-hmm. you know i think, actually I think... forgot to mention when we move mm-hmm. from the moon back to charlie and the vision that we had where we hear her voice for the first time
0: oh sure yeah right. did yeah.
3: anybody else have a moment of who was that? Was that Hyland? Right. That wasn't Heidlen. Yeah. That didn't
4: like, sound like her. was Oh yeah, like, is
0: that Green? Uh, that's who I thought Amelia, because it was a child. I think what she said was voice. was
3: like finally or at long last or something yeah. like that.
0: And those those scenes were weird because we get like a couple
1: of them, um, and and they're they feel like they're underwater. Hmm. Right? Like I didn't there's get that. there's bubbles or something. Right? weren't there?
0: Oh, you're talking about the the vision a different... from um. Uh. Hypolodius, or when oh, you okay. go to, go to sleep the different, at the annex, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And
2: I think the reason that those ones have bubbles is because they're trying to draw a correlation to the ethereal sea right. and the like mm-hmm. water imagery of ether that they use all the time in the game. Okay, okay. That's my thought, my perception.
0: Yeah, because this was uh, just a, a flash, and, and you hear finally or whatever. That's that's yeah. right. Um, and but yeah,
1: like narratively, I think this is one of the few times. um that they kind of caught me off guard, and I wasn't sure what was mm-hmm. coming up next. Um, they they throw a lot of things that you like, oh, like this is happening. Just kidding, and it's like super transparent, or it's like we've been working with Charlie. Yeah, we know, you know. Mm-hmm. But like this, it's like you know the 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 baby, like oh, they're not gonna turn a. Bi-. They just killed little Timmy. Yeah. Oh
0: shit! They Would they turn the they baby? They smashed that guy. Like, there's mm-hmm. really
1: there. I I did have a moment of Sorry. uncertainty. I'm like, they yeah. they could go that dark
0: here. Remember uh, what Yoshi I, P said I, in the interviews. There's gonna be a moment where you think, "Will he go that far?" Remember, he said that in an interview after the media tour. He legitimately were, said, "You will yeah. think, have they gone that far?" And I we did. I'm curious thought, what point he was yeah. referring to. Yeah, me yeah, too. I
3: actually thought I thought the baby was gone. I thought that mm-hmm. that we were gonna have another failure. And when uh, Ritra actually shows up and saves yeah. the day, I was surprised. Right. Vitra I was, and Estinian. Yes. yes. I was delighted. But mm-hmm. I was very surprised. I am
4: so after, glad after they all did of that. that. They had yeah. to
1: give you some kind of like a win. Uh,
2: well, and I also think it does serve such a greater narrative point, which mm-hmm. is that like Vitra agreeing to let Estinian ride him, right? Yes. And to fight with him in the skies is like huge on so many levels because, like, obviously Asinian like literally was the greatest enemy of Mm -hmm. his brother, and like ended up steeped in vengeance and rage. And we we get a lot of this discussion, right? And now he carries his brother's legacy. Um, But this theme, this idea that like despair or these forces, right? Together we can overcome them. Like in answers, right? We Mm -hmm. walk together. How do we answer? We answer together. Um, and so there was something about, I, I really thought, I thought too, Zen, that like Matsya yeah. and this baby this were goners. I mm-hmm. was yep. like, this is so terrible. But then to have Estinian and Vitra of all characters be the ones that come down and save them together, I was like, that is some poetic. Mm-hmm bringing it back in a circle talking about how like you know in the face of despair and misunderstanding and anger in this cycle that leads into vengeance and retribution and loss for all people to have these two working together like and to come in and and save this moment i was like that's the future
1: and i think it also played <laughs> a, a, a greater purpose too um, that, that kind of ties back to Heaven's Word a little bit is, you know, the you know how Heaven's Word ended, right? We come riding into Ishgard on the back of Midgard, so we're like, mm-hmm. yeah, hey, everything's fine. We can be friends now. Obviously, there's some things that happen in the patches after that, but more mm-hmm. or less, like, dragons, humans, we're, we're cool, we're good. Um, but you have this moment where uh Virtua and Stenian show up. Stenian takes care of the guys, and Matsu just hands the, the baby to Vertra and's like, You got to do this. I can't do anything. You need to do this. Mm-hmm. And Virtra just kind of like leans in. And the baby's all good. Because dragons are good. Dragons are our friends. It's all, we're all happy. Everything's good. <laughs> um,
2: I mean, dragons are incredibly powerful, magical beings. So yes. if any <laughs> being was going to be able to fix this almost dead baby, <laughs> it was yeah. going to be Vitra, who's. Plus, I actually kind of like the idea that, and this is just foil hat this has nothing to do with anything that we're actually given as far as i remember from the text but the idea that not only is vitra's magic at play and not only are dragons as we know incredibly mm-hmm. emotional beings i am actually so curious in the future if we really do go to marisidia or something like that with all the draconic lore and everything that they've given us i am so curious if they are going to actually make um Akasha something that uh or dynamis, something mm-hmm. that the dragons magically use in like a canonical way. Because mm-hmm. I I like they're obviously it just makes we sense. Do.
0: Yeah, we definitely do.
2: We but, do.
0: Yeah, like, it's a limit break, but yeah.
2: Oh yes, true, right? Yeah. All right, that's awesome. I love that. But like I can't help but wonder if as well, because Vitra has yeah. such love for the people, you know what I mean? And there's that sense of warding and things like that, that maybe that Mm -hmm. came through in the healing. And that, you know, because Vitra is allowed to openly share the the care that he
0: has now for his people. His limit break is saving babies. It's just saving babies. (laughs) Well, it's it's funny, too, because like the way... I
3: like the idea that his limit break is just the overwhelming power of love to break through a limit.
1: Mm Mm-hmm yeah i
3: mean
2: i don't know it's it's a piece of lore that they can implement in this game however they want i see in chat Mm -hmm. like somebody saying i don't know if they use dynamis because etherically they are canonically so dense which is totally fair but i do think the emotional symbolism of songs dynamis and even you know the last song and everything else that we hear Mm -hmm. and and I, i think there is definitely something there that they could tie in and given like the unique nature of dragons, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, even the fact that the dragons themselves, through emotion in later zones, seem to like affect their own states, like becoming stone or like you know, mm-hmm. like there's some really interesting things there where I don't know with dragons, but it's uh, sure. lore rich with possibilities for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah.
1: Um. You get back to uh to town. I mean, it, this yep. is when um Frutcher reveals himself. Yes. Um, so he basically has the uh, oh the the name of the the kid, the little kid puppet thing.
3: It's up at the top of the thing somewhere.
1: It's somewhere. Uh, but basically um Spooky Farshan. Kid. Farshan. Yeah. Farshan. 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 they all they all Martian. gather up Farshan comes out and he's like, "Hey, so um Guy you thought the satrap was uh kind of got aided. Mm-hmm. Uh don't freak out, but like here's the real satrap. And like virtue flies and the kids <laughs> are like, Yay, dragons. Uh or it was like, oh shit. Like, okay, but like they're they're cool with it. They're like, that's kind of wild, but sure, yeah. And then Fortunat shows up with some people from Charlene, and they're like, We're here to speak with the sat There's a dragon here, those are my kids. Uh, and the dragon's like, I'm the satrap. But Fortune's like, Okay, (laughs) what's what's next? The people we've been talking to on the moon are rabbits. Oh, not a good day to buy a lottery ticket, fortunately. This is one of
2: those (laughs) scenes that I wish we almost had a single player game for, Mm -hmm. because like in my mind, the scale of this would be that like he would be making this announcement Yes, the dragon scale this would be that like mm-hmm. he would be making this announcement to all the peoples of Russia sure, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean of course like it makes sense within the actual proximity and being at this camp and all kinds mm-hmm. of things, but like in my head if this were a single player game, we'd have a cutscene where like yes, he's on the steps and like you see thousands and thousands of mm-hmm. people that, you know, he has served and the, all of their reactions and then the envoy arrives, you know. But as it is, I thought all of this panned out yeah. really beautifully and him to realize that like he could be such a source of hope and that what he was didn't have to be something that again would just inspire fear and despair right. and that like we can write a future ourselves of how we perceive these things and through our actions we can build trust and faith and i was like oh i love this so much and i love mm-hmm. dragons
0: so much <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know it just shows a different people Right, like yes, he was right. If he had done that in Ishgard, Rook is just before, standing in the Heavens audience would've... at
1: Razadhan with her like "I love dragons" shirt and like yeah. a little flag. It's like yeah, dragon.
0: If he had done it yep. before, yeah, he would have been killed in Eden. Yeah, sure, that's true. <laughs> right, he was right to be afraid, but not with his people that he faithfully served. Right, they saw it, they know it, and I thought that that's... that was really good.
3: It's good too that um, he was part of their legends. Yep. If, mm-hmm. if 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 mm-hmm. he'd been completely hands off, like don't talk about me at all, I think it would have been harder for the people yeah. to accept him.
0: Yeah, I yeah I don't want to say I don't want to say that he maybe prepared them for for this by you know being a kind of a mythic feature in in their lore, but he definitely did prepare them for this too. Yeah, King Arthur just little shows bit. up in England. And he's
1: like, "Hey, what's up? I'm the real
0: king." Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Okay.
0: I mean, if you can fly. I don't know how I, I could say anything else. I didn't vote for you.
2: <laughs> okay. There's this. Uh, oh, my gosh. Let me see. Let me see if I can find it really uh-huh. fast. There's this amazing quote um, from The Hogfather by Terry Pratchett. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anybody doesn't know this book, it's a book about myths, actually, mm-hmm. and, and stories. But it's it's a holiday thing. Uh, based around a, a version of Santa Claus that is called the Hogfather, and um, okay. it's there's a film adaptation that BBC did, but the books themselves uh, Terry Pratchett really did during his life, write with incredible wit and mm-hmm. insight about humanity, um, and he he did this whole book about why we have myths, and one of the quotes from it uh, is just so good. He he says that oh hold on let me find I thought I found the whole thing, but it's just a short one. Mm-hmm. Um, Here, humans need fantasy to be human, um, to be the place where the falling angel meets the rising ape. And he goes on to talk about this idea with like, you know, why we have these figures because they embody these beliefs, hope, faith, truth, um, ideals that within ourselves, like reality is so complex, but, there may not always be a good or a bad answer but that if we can create for ourselves essentially um these figures that make us believe that there is hope and that there is something more um then we ourselves are just being beautifully human you know like that there is something about that where we create ideals and support them and then try to work to be better and um i think that's exactly what this moment reminds me of this idea that like him stepping out of the shadows and being mm-hmm. a, a figure of myth, but also like all of us agreeing, you know, uh, he I think in that same quote, he says, like, you know, show me one one molecule of goodness in the universe. Show me one piece, mm-hmm. you know, one shred of uh, kindness. Show me like all these things He's like they don't exist because they are ideals. They are morals. They are things that we realize are important and give value to. And like, I just I, I think that with all all these different things within mm-hmm. the actual world itself, that quote still just sticks with me as I keep thinking forward um, about how we reinforce for ourselves what we want our world to be.
3: And, and then, then share we're going to see
0: the twelve, right? Yeah, like that, yeah. That and the twelve. Right I don't in. know how that. Goes yeah, in. yeah, who, who yeah, knows yeah. how that happened? But
1: I can't freaking wait. Can't freaking <laughs> yeah. wait. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I mean that that pretty much wraps up mm-hmm. uh, all of
0: Thabner. Yeah, just about. For yeah
1: that's it uh, let's see I think we wanted to call it before
3: got 15 minutes till we need to call it
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, let's go ahead we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it here for now um, mm-hmm. so obviously we still have a lot to talk about oh my uh, we've got more Garlemald we've got quests. we've got Alpis we've got more Labyrinthos we've got the final area <laughs> uh, we have pandemonium that we'd like to talk about somehow oh, in there as well um, I feel like this is two more shows <laughs> I'm thinking it's probably yeah, I think it's probably two more shows uh, however yeah. we are going to take a break from Lorecasts, uh next week we are going to be talking with uh, Victoria Rosenthal the author of the Final Fantasy 14 cookbook Yes, uh, and if that's not awesome enough uh, the week after that uh, we're going to be talking with Susan Calloway. Uh, she'll be joining us uh, in uh, for the first week of February. So we got some really cool guests coming up, um, and then maybe after that, we'll we'll jump back in and see if we yeah. can finish. No, maybe these...
3: we will.
1: Yeah, we will absolutely, positively finish these things. We have um, to get through the whole story, you know. We do. Yeah. The whole story. There's a, there's a lot. There's a lot to go over. I don't know if you guys have played Endwalker. There's a lot a, few there's a little
2: bit in there there's a few things that happened
3: there's yeah there's a couple
1: right. a couple things like this kid gets stepped on like a baby almost why? dies. why Alice why? A picks really a pickle off a hamburger mm-hmm. that was worth it yeah <laughs> that was worth it <laughs> <laughs> That
2: was good all this that suffering
1: so we can watch Alice say take a pickle off a hamburger. <laughs>
2: there's a lot of good dragons there's good dragons, <laughs> would would, so, would sacrifice no,
1: little good. Timmy again.
0: Just the entire watch. Elpis episode is just going to be talking about philosophy, you know, oh just goodness. normal things. That's just fine. It's so good.
2: It's so good. I apologize in advance for the amount of yelling no. about Hermes J- his stupid face that I'm going to uh-huh. do and how much I hate it. <laughs> Don't apologize.
3: It's going to be so
2: good. I mean, he's a very good character, so let me put yes. that context in. But let me just tell you, <laughs> I was livid after <laughs> that section with that man. Oh. Mm-hmm. He took everyone I
3: ever loved from me.
1: There were also some really lame <laughs> narrative beats, but we'll get into that next time. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I thought you said you weren't going to
2: bring it down. I loved Elpis. I'm not going to lie. I can't wait. I loved mm-hmm. everything. So I'm, Elpis I'm was cool, to it.
1: but it had some issue Swords yet for me. For me personally. But we'll get into that in three, three weeks. Sorry. Good things come to those who wait. Uh, if you want... You can uh, find me uh, Raffle Dirk on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, Zen, where can they find you?
3: I'm not on the internet. Um, you oh, can find okay. me at Snidra underscore A Twitter. Uh, and right now, both Twitch and YouTube, uh, plus the word, one, the number, shot, the word, no spaces. Uh, Charles and I are doing a D and D thing, and it's fun. And we're we're dumb. Come watch us be dumb,
1: yep. I mean, they're already here, like watching us, so
3: yeah. But then we're dumb, like in character,
0: yeah, uh, or as okay. a DM,
3: okay.
0: yeah, you know, it's fine. And we'll be dumb in character here one of these days, yeah. We'll get back to that, don't worry. We have a lot more to do on the first,
3: but not That's before true. the lore cast,
1: yeah. Certainly. <laughs> we have so many things, to talk I have about. so many things to do know where can people find you on the wide, wide uh,
0: internet? Here, uh, that's that's uh, mostly mm. plus one shot, as was mentioned. Mm. Still working on the OnlyFans. I just need to figure out legality in my uh, local area for some of the things that I want to do. Did you um, did you get like the permits. the photo huh? set
1: up for the like the what was it fee pictures? What were we doing? I forget what the plan was for that. Oh years. Yeah. Years to years, start. Years. yeah, yeah. Ears. That's right. Did you, yeah. you get like the like, like a good camera? Do you get like a backdrop?
0: Oh yeah. I have I have all the equipment I need. I just need to talk to, you know, local government about permits about some okay. of the other equipment. So okay. it's just gonna take a little
3: bit. <laughs> uh huh.
0: No, it's fine. Can, Don't worry about it.
3: You can okay. detail that equipment for us later. Yeah.
0: It's it's a complicated issue with zoning and you know how much noise it's gonna make. It's it's fine. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs)
1: Noise. What? I just, I need to know. Don't worry about it. Uh, (laughs) Rook, where can they find you on the internet?
2: Yes, you can find me everywhere now. Rookery, R-O-O-K-U-R-I. I used to be Bird of Chess, but we did have the official name change go through. So Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, it does have an underscore after it. Uh, but everywhere else, it's just rookery, R-O-O-K-U-R-I, um, Instagram as well. I mostly play Final Fantasy XIV and Guild Wars 2, but I love talking to MMOs. I play a ton of other games on my own time, uh, and I do videos and lore videos as well as special content over on YouTube. So if you're curious, if you want to hang out, if you want a welcoming, positive space on the internet, but one that's not afraid to shy away from good discussions and good critique, uh, we dive into a lot of stuff uh, from basic, you know, casual content and roleplay all the way up to end game.
1: Always completely family-adjacent over there yeah, on, sure, on sure, Twitter. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, oh, totally, totally. Way to sell it. <laughs> uh, if you want, you can email us, radio at gamerscape.com. You tweet at us, at radio. Uh You can also find us uh, as Gamerscape Twitter, Twitch, obviously, if you're tuning in live. YouTube, Facebook, and Discord, discord.gg slash We've got an 8th 3 Radio channel here on the Discord. You can come talk to us about the show. We've got... Uh, we still have our spoiler discussion, I think. We should probably mm-hmm. uh, make the uh, decision on when we're going to close that out. But uh, come say out? it's the
3: final days of the lore discussion? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I haven't had a bad joke this time, and there it is. <laughs> well done. I applaud you. Thank
1: you. Nicely done. Um. Yeah, so that's going to do it uh, for us for this week again next week uh, we will be talking with uh, Victoria Rosenthal about Final Fantasy XIV cookbook make sure to tune in for that uh, the week after we will be joined by Susan Calloway uh, who of course sung Answers um, I cannot
2: <laughs> wait to you talk ready? to her oh, about absolutely. how Answers <laughs> is used in this expansion uh-huh.
1: Oh, my goodness. So it's just Should we prepare every, her? Everyone else. Like, everyone else will take off that week. It'll just be Rook and Susie Calloway. One-on-one. Yes.
3: On one. <laughs> be my on dream. One. Oh, my God. Do, I admire we, that do woman we need to prepare her? Yes. Should we prepare her at a time? Be like, we are going to ask you intimately about each verse. Yeah. I hope so, you still remember so, them. So just
1: a heads up, we got this really big nerd on the show named Rook. Uh, she's just going <laughs> to just ask you everything about everything. Okay.
2: I can't, I can't, and I can't have any of you talk about the answers cover I did. I'm going to be too embarrassed. I will be too yeah. embarrassed. I can't do it. I'm just going to sit here. And I'm just going to look at this woman
3: and be like, you're amazing. And Susan, so, so, if you want to check or- out
1: this YouTube link. <laughs> um...
3: Um, do not um. do uh-huh. Susan Calloway <laughs> is a lovely woman who does actually a lot of support for people oh, yes. who are trying to do the same thing she is doing, and I'm sure she would love to see your cover uh, if she I hasn't just... already.
2: I'm so excited to talk to her. I we'll have... Just- I've admired her. I got to see her live. I'm um, mm-hmm. so excited, and I hope everybody else really enjoys the discussion because music in this game is such a huge facet of what brings right. it to life. And she has been bringing this song to life, and she brings it every time in live mm-hmm. performances or otherwise uh, for years now. And I cannot wait to chat with her about it.
1: It'll be a good to talk for Shara. All right. Mm-hmm. That's going to do it for us uh, this week, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out for uh, yet another lorecast we got at least two more uh that will be coming up here in february but first uh we're gonna talk some really cool guests so stay tuned for that and uh, we will see you next week